Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another week of Primony. Before we get to that weekly escape from the current reality, which is just insane lately, uh, we just want to take some time to acknowledge what's happening in the U.S. and around the world too. Now is certainly a wild time to be alive. We are on the precipice of positive change, and it's been completely overwhelming, and a lot's been going on. But it's also a really hopeful time that we're finally headed in the right direction. So, I mean... <laughs> We'll see what happens. This is just a reminder that there are so many ways to help this, this movement that's happening around the world. And if you're feeling stuck, that's totally okay. What's happening is really unprecedented and it can be really scary because we don't really know what's going to come of this, but there's still something that you can do. If you have money, of course, you can donate it to a Black Lives Matter organization, support businesses owned by people of color, buy artwork from artists of color, spend your money wisely because in times like these, money talks. If you're like Matt and me and don't have any money, there are still things you can do. You can go to a protest. They're happening like everywhere all the time. You can even stand on the corner of your town with a sign to show your support if you don't have any protests locally happening. If you're not able to do that because there's still a pandemic happening, of course, or for other reasons, you can also educate yourself. You can look into the history of where you are from or where you are now. You can learn about the oppression that's happening all around you. Look into the systematic racism and how maybe you're benefiting from it. And then you need to talk about it. Share what you've learned with people in your life. Educate those around you. Have the difficult conversations. Teach others that this movement never said that Black Lives Matter more, or only Black Lives Matter. Simply that they matter, period. Equality matters. And you, you can also vote. Election seasons are coming up in the U.S., and now's the time to show that we're done with the oppression. Just because the few are louder than the many does not mean that they get to call the shots anymore. Don't let them delude you into thinking that there are more people who support racism and racist policy. We're actually the majority, and our voices matter. It's time to change the world that we live in into one that supports all human beings. Where would we be now if every person was given the same opportunities? There is one human race and Black Lives Matter, and both those things are true. I would like to take some time now to say the names of only a very few of those unarmed Black people who have been killed by police or another and no justice has been served since 2015. I want to acknowledge that people of all colors are being killed by the militarized police force here in the U.S., and Black people are being killed at a much higher rate than any other group. So let's stand up and say no more. We've had enough and we need big change. Let's make sure that those who have been murdered, whose lives mattered, that their deaths matter too. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jamar Clark, Philando Castile, Sean Reed, Botham Jean, Azelle Ford, Michael Brown, Michelle Shirley, Riddell Jones, Kenny Watkins, Stephen Clark, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, Sean Monterosa, Jamil Floyd, Keith Childress, Betty Jones, Kevin Matthews, Michael Noel, Leroy Browning, Roy Nelson, Miguel Espinal, Nathaniel Pickett, Tiara Thomas, Cornelius Brown, Richard Perkins, Michael Lee Marshall, Alonzo Smith. All of your lives mattered, and all of your deaths mattered too. Thank you for 
listening and I hope that I hope that we can all find something that we can do to be active right now and make sure that this change actually happens. And here's the to the rest of the show. Crime in me. I've diagnosed some people I think it's been pretty accurate. Definitely done my fair share of psychiatry work. I've prescribed a few pills, you know. Crime in me. We are in no way responsible for the things that come out of our mouths. We are not experts, although we may claim to be, so don't take anything that we say too literally. We are not laughing at the crimes, we are laughing at each, each other. other. <laughs> Welcome to well, week five. Six. Six. I have five. Six. Week six. This Why is it say episode five? This is episode six. Are you sure? I'm editing episode five. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did I open the wrong one? No, we didn't do this one yet. Okay. Anyway, I'm behind the times. Welcome to episode <laughs> six of Criminy. I'm your host, Matteo. Also known as George Borge. I'm George Borge, and this is my lovely co-host. And little sister. And little sister. Angela George Borge. Angela George Borge Jr. That's right. Very creative parents. <laughs> we love them dearly. Ah. Okay, and I want to give a shout out to Sweetwater because we got microphones. We finally got some microphones and Sweetwater was a very awesome company to deal with. Very good. Very, very good. Good customer service. And so thanks for hanging in there through the bad sound quality. Hopefully it's about to get a lot better. We hope. Um, and we also would like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Humblebee Herbal. Um, they have been donating soaps to the needy during this time. They gave to Punks with Lunch. Which in is Oakland. really cool. Um, it's a cool organization. A harm reduction organization that helps with give unsheltered individuals yep. living in Oakland. Helping um, give them food and necessities. And Which is a huge issue in California and I'm sure elsewhere, but we're working so, on it. Shout out to Punks with Lunch. Yeah, good cause. And yeah, so I think that we're going to start posting on when to... I think we're going to start uploading on Tuesdays. Tuesdays are our days. Tuesdays every week should be a new episode from us. So thanks for sticking with us through all the... Um, Trial and error and lots it's of error. <laughs> still trial and error and lots of error, but... We're learning. We're learning and we're having fun. So and we're growing, so... We don't really care about anything else. <laughs> yeah. All right, so are we ready? Yeah, you go first this week. Okay, so this week, major shout out to Omaha World Herald oh and God. a guy named Henry Cordes. Cordes. Anyway, I had to subscribe to the Omaha World Herald for for 13 weeks in order to get the wow. story because no one else talked about it and I thought it was so interesting. I found like a teeny little article on Channel 6 News, but it was like nothing. So this guy so did So you reading up on the Omaha I have been reading news? up on the Omaha News and it's so interesting. <laughs> I love getting a newspaper. <laughs> I might resubscribe after my 13 Months are up. I'm just saying, old school reporting is still alive and well. Nice. Good. Yeah. It's been really good. Um, okay. 
Shit with um. Okay. No um. So this is the story of Leslie Arnold. Have you heard about him? Nope. Okay. This takes place in Omaha. If Whoa, you haven't surprise. already guessed. <laughs> the Arnold family from Omaha seemed like the perfect family, as they always do. Mm. A mother, father, and two sons living in the suburbs. White picket fence. Of course. Uh, it was the 1950s. Oh, okay. So obviously. And Bill Arnold owned a direct sales business that sold, this is like so 50s, it's so 50s. He sold spices, cleaning supplies, and household goods door to door. Wow, what an array. Yeah. Like, hey, you need a sponge? No? You need some pepper? He had it all. Paprika? He had it all. So his wife, Opal, was a homemaker, and she cared for the home and her two sons, William, who went by his middle name, Leslie, which, why? Why? why would you, Will, <laughs> what? You could be Bill. You could be Will. You could be... No, he wanted to be Leslie. Well, because his dad it's was Bill. It's a different Bill. time. Well, his dad was Bill, so he probably didn't want to be his dad. So he was probably like a junior, so... He should have gone with Will. Bill and Will. Leslie. Will, uh, okay, and Jim was the other kid. I mean, because to be honest, when you said, have you ever heard of Leslie, I was picturing a woman. I was going to say, <laughs> it's not a woman. But then I was like, oh. Okay, the boys were three years apart, and Leslie was oldest. So super classic, 1950s, door-to-door salesman, homemaker wife, two sons. He was able to make a living, enough money Mm -hmm. to support a wife and two children in a nice neighborhood by selling spices and fucking detergents. supplies, (laughs) door-to-door. Living the dream, right? Jeez, different time. Yeah, not only that, but... Okay, later. Okay. Leslie was described as a high-strung kid with a fiery temper. In school, he got into trouble for being wild, but he was pretty smart and learned to control himself in class, which... Do you think he he, uh, got made fun of because of his name, so it made him like... He chose it, so he must not... I don't know. Maybe in the 50s, Leslie was like more common? Maybe. I don't know. In high school, he was a solid B student and was an ROTC... Ran track, he wrestled, and did baseball. So, all-around American boy. That's right. Um, Omahaian, American. Omahan. (laughs) Omahan, American boy. Yeah, corn-fed, American boy. Corn-fed, cornbread. Also, I think I said do baseball. Do you play baseball? He did baseball. baseball. I mean. (laughs) Okay, so, all-American, corn-fed teen... I think I said Fred. Fred, Fred teen. teen. In the 50s. Classic. He also played the saxophone in the marching band, and he loved Elvis. All American. All American. Like all Midwestern all the way. Uh, in school, he was okay, but at home, he was very temperamental. He would break things and punch things, and he was easily set off. He was also abusive to his little brother, Jim. This is super fucked up. He would put socks on his hands when he beat up his little brother, so he wouldn't leave a mark. Oh, I thought it was because the little brother was grossed out by dirty socks, so it was even worse. (laughs) Okay, that was, like, way more innocent. That's, like, something you would have done to me, but you wouldn't have been beating me up. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about napkins and how I would just Uh, dangle a napkin, and it would just make you Like, vomiting already. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, paper shreds stuck to things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's gross to It's you. very gross. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it's disgusting. I think it's 
gross for everybody. No. Oh. I mean, pretty sure you're the only one that has the drag-heaving <laughs> reaction to someone, like, using a drag. Okay, let's not talk okay. about my phobias. <laughs> okay, so it wouldn't leave a mark. So that's fucking fucked up, right? That's, yeah, that's that's uh, well thought out. What a mean older brother. Pretty shitty. I feel like I got really lucky with you. Oh, my older brother. Only had to deal with some napkins. <laughs> You only tortured me psychologically. (laughs) Okay. He had major issues with primarily his mother. Mm, Got the makings of a serial killer. He said she was domineering and ruled in an arbitrary way. Uh Opal was said to have been hospitalized twice for nervous breakdowns. So she had some mental health stuff going on. Uh, She was the leader of the family and she was controlling, according to Leslie, Sometimes she locked out Bill, her husband, who was described as very mild-mannered, and she would just get mad at him and lock him out of the house. And Bill put up with it because he wanted to keep the family together. That was, like, his primary goal is keep the family together. So if she, like, flew off the handle, he would just, like, sleep outside. I don't know. (laughs) Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Leslie, on the other hand, shared plenty of stories with psychiatrists um, so these are his this these are his side of the story. Leslie's. Leslie. Yeah. Leslie said that his mom made him mow the grass three times one time until it was even enough for her. <laughs> she probably brought out a ruler. Mm-hmm. He also said that she made fun of his music and was totally unsupportive <laughs> of his extracurricular activities. Like she never went to his baseball games or his I wrestling mean, what matches. Parent, what parent likes their kid's music? I mean, good point. <laughs> But he was playing it. Maybe she should have been more supportive. So she, so she didn't go to see him play at baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't go see him play, do baseball. Do baseball. Or do the saxophone. Mm. She was just... He also said that she favored Jim, and he resented that Jim had even been born. Which a lot of older siblings are kind of resentful at first. Some of them remain resentful. It sounded like they had a very... Um, Yes, that's the exact word mm-hmm. I was looking for. Tumultuous. I can see it. Other people did notice the favoritism, though. Like neighbors said that they noticed that she treated Jim a lot better. So once Leslie was able, I wonder. Oh, I wonder if. Um, I wonder. I mean, just conjecture, but if Le- Leslie reminded the mom of. The husband of Bill? Well, I don't think that the mom and Bill had, like, a really... Well, it sounded like, I mean, she was just kind of just, like, had had it in her mind that she was in charge. Well, she had some, like, mental health stuff going on. Obviously. So, it could have been that, like, Leslie and her just, like, didn't get along. Sometimes people just, like, don't get along with their kids initially. Mm. And then it just builds over the years. I don't know. He seems, I mean, he was like fiery and yeah. with like break shit. I'm not well, trying to and, get along with that kid. And if he's like constantly, even if he's not leaving marks, I'm sure like if they're in a house and he's beating up on his little brother, yeah. she's hearing screaming or like, yeah, yelling and the little brother's and probably shouting. like, mom, yeah, tattletales. Yeah. <laughs> well, asking for help. <laughs> I well, take offense. I mean, so she's probably like protecting the younger one more yeah. so of like yeah, because he obviously needs protection. Beating up on the little. Well, one. this kid's like a wrestler. He's probably yeah. strong. All that. Yeah. So uh, okay, so once Leslie was able to drive, the family cars became an issue. He wanted to use them, especially the new one, which was a 1957 Mercury. Ooh. I don't know what that is. 
Probably like one of those giant boat cars. Boat, though. yeah. Well, all the cars back then were boats. So look, the dad could afford to have two cars, a brand new car, and he was a door-to-door salesman. America. Like, good for him. He said his mother would agree to let him borrow the car, only to change her mind last minute. And that just made him mad. Another conflict he had with his mom, other than the cars, was Leslie's girlfriend, Crystal. His mom didn't approve of her because she thought Crystal's family was trash. <laughs> Lovely. Mm, I mean, she probably... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? So their arguing just would escalate more and more over Crystal, over the cars. Leslie said that his mother had kicked him out three times and he would stay... Okay, so right by their house, they had like... They were like kind of on a hill and then right mm. under the hill were like the it was like horse stables. I don't know if they were like the town stables, but they had like huh. stables where they had like rodeos and they were oh, like okay. very into I mean it's Omaha. They were like, so it's really probably into like horses. some kind of like stadium down there. That, yeah, yeah, with like horses. So he said that he stayed in the horse stables, just like by their house when he was kicked out. And he took a job as a live in caretaker for an apartment building when he got kicked out one time, which that's a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. And his Okay, and then his brother Jim says that actually one of these like so-called times that Leslie was kicked out, he actually ran away to spend time with Crystal, and a lot of his punishment was a response to his own acting out in tantrums. So in Jim's mind, like he he like over dramatized what was really going on, and then he just like made up shit about how he was being treated and. Well, yeah, in his mind, he's like. Everything that I like doing, my mom hates yeah. and is against me. And like, just, so she's a bitch. And yeah, so anything she does is the worst. And she's so controlling and whatever. So with all of this in the background, I'm going to take you to September 27th, 1958. It's a lovely fall Saturday morning. Jim is out of the house ushering at a rodeo. Cute. The town rodeo. <laughs> Leslie's excited because he's going to go borrow the car, the new car, the Mercury, and he's taking Crystal out to a drive-in movie, Ooh, which is so classic. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love oh, a drive-in. Oh, I miss the drive I know. Do you think they're open? Because you, oh, social you don't distancing. have to. Yeah, you, yeah, you're already social distanced in your car. <gasps> Except for the ticket. Maybe you have to prepay for your tickets or something. Oh my god, we should see if they're open and go Oh, you want to go? I don't even know what movies are out. Who cares? It's the drive-in. That's true. You're not actually watching it. You're just... Oh, this one was also a double feature, but we'll get to it. So, at around 11, he was on the phone with Crystal. This is like 11 a.m. He was on the phone with Crystal in his room with the door closed. They had an extra long cord, so we'd like pull it over and get some privacy and (laughs) sneak into his room. Shut in the doorway. Yeah, shut in the doorway, (laughs) probably like up against the door with his like Mm -hmm. phone. And his mom burst into the room... (gasps) And told him that anything said behind closed doors was not worth saying. And she called Crystal no good. Mm. She's like, secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets. Hurt someone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's funny, too, because it's not like he could hide. So she just followed the cord. You just follow the cord. (laughs) You just follow the cord. Sucks. This was before cordless and (laughs) cell phones. (laughs) No privacy. And they probably only had like the one telephone, so you Mm -hmm. obviously knew if someone was on it. (laughs) Okay, so an argument broke out in the Arnold home, obviously. His mother said that he couldn't borrow the car anymore, so Leslie punched a wall. Naturally. In response. Of course. 
He's like I mean, so aggro. He had this plan to go to the double feature. Yeah. With his girlfriend. Right. In the brand new in car. In the brand new car. Mm-hmm. Alone time. He's going to look so good. Well, it's... Okay. Oh. <laughs> so he was sent to his room where he tried to figure out how to convince his mom that he needed the car, which mm-hmm. he's probably doing it like all angrily, like, oh, I'm looking in the, the mirror. Car and the- he's like, I need, I need the car. Mom, I need the car. Mom. Uh, he thought he's he like, came up. So then he's like pumped up and he's like, I gotta find a good reason. And he's like, I got it. Like, I've got the best reason. So they mm. went down to talk to his mom and it must not have been a good reason because they, th- they started arguing again. Then she what do told you think him, his best reason was? I can't even imagine. He's just like, Mom, I need the car because I already told her that we were going to go and I can't. Mom, it's an emergency. My girlfriend broke her leg and she needs someone to, see this movie. to drive oh. her to the hospital. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're thinking like lying. Oh, okay. What are you thinking? Like being honest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Damn. Okay. So then she told him to cool off. So we went for a walk, which that's pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of here. Go cool off. Mm-hmm. So then he went to, after his walk, he went to his room and he got a crazy idea. Huh. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did not cool off. It was about 2.30 in the afternoon when Leslie went into his parents' room and grabbed a 22 caliber semi-automatic <laughs> Remington rifle. Mm-hmm. Then he confronted his mom at the dining room table. He told her that the gun was to show her how serious he was about wanting to take Crystal out. <laughs> like, what? What? Mom. I'm serious. I'm real serious. It's not the way. There's got to be a better way, right? Look, I got to see this movie. It's it's life or death. Yeah, you weren't listening to my first reason. You didn't listen when I said that this my girlfriend broke her serious. leg. I'm serious now. I'm totally serial, Mom. <laughs> Okay, then she laughed at him Uh-oh. <laughs> and said, what are you going to do, shoot me? So guess well, what he did? Shoots her. He shot her. <laughs> she fell to the ground screaming and he could still hear her laughing in his head. This is like a movie, like mm-hmm. a movie. He like snapped and could hear, hear her like laugh at him. So then he shot her five more times in the chest as she's lying there. Then... He realized what he had done and tried to apologize. Ooh, sorry about that. He Can said, I still borrow the car? <laughs> he said that he didn't want to hurt her and he didn't know why he kept shooting. Well. I mean, he's a kid, so maybe he was just like, and he's kind of aggro. Yeah, but still. But still. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Just then, his father came home with the groceries. Oh, He's got no. a bunch of groceries in his arms. And he asked his son what he had done because he saw he, like, walks in the door. And his mom's, like, lying there in the doorway between the kitchen and the dining room. And he probably, like, dropped the groceries, oh, you know, yeah. orange juice everywhere. Orange juice. And he was like, what did you do? So then he went after Leslie. And so guess what Leslie does? Gives him a tickle. Shot his father, too. <laughs> he shot his father six times. And as he was lying next to his wife... Oh. And... Hmm? Oh, as he was lying next to his wife on their dining room floor. Mm. He shot them both six times. Wow. And they were by there. They were, like, next to each other. Well, don't know what is... I mean, at least... Hey, you know what? Now we can take the car out. Just wait! <laughs> Just wait! So... He dropped the gun in shock and disbelief, ran into the living room, curled up into a ball on the couch, and cried. Okay. After half an hour, he came up with a plan. 
He is full of plans. He is a planner. Mm-hmm. Well, not all the way. <laughs> I mean, he has plans. He didn't think them through. It's not that they're good plans. Right. He just comes up with plans. Right. Uh, so was his plan to call the police and confess what he had done? I'm guessing no. Hell no. He got rid of the bodies of his parents, whom he had just murdered, by dragging them through the kitchen and down the basement steps. He took the dining room rug that was covered in blood out to the garage. Then he had to make an excuse for why his parents wouldn't be around, so he called a family friend and told him that his grandparents had taken a train to California, and his grandfather, who was senile, had gotten off the train in Wyoming and wandered off. Wow. So his parents immediately got on a train themselves to go to Wyoming to go look for him. That's a pretty complex story. It's a pretty good story. It's a pretty good story. It's It's so crazy, it might be true. Right. But how long can you keep that story up? You know, like. And then, oh, my parents decided they love they, Wyoming well, no, so much. No, they're still looking for Grandpa. Oh. <laughs> they're now, you know, they heard that he's in Montana. They got to go there. Oh yeah. They're just like There's picking so up clues. There's so many places he could go. Their little gum shoes, picking up clues, finding oh, gum shoes, <laughs> like rescue rangers. Oh. <laughs> so, so the friend that he had called, the family friend, agreed to look after Jim, his little brother, until his parents got back. So when Jim got home from the rodeo, Leslie met him outside and took him to the friend's house with the same story. And Jim obviously was like, oh, okay. Okay. He didn't question him because he probably ran out in a panic and was like, hey, grandpa's missing. Mom and dad just went to look for him. You got to go stay with this friend. After dropping Jim off, Leslie went home and got ready for his hot day. Yeah. He finally gets to do his date. He picked up Crystal and her brother, which what? is why I was like, the two yeah. of them, yeah. It was kind of weird. And they went to see a double feature. The first movie was a comedy that I had never heard of, so I didn't include it. And the second one was The Undead. <gasps> oh. <laughs> is that, like, ironic-ish? Oh, man. Yeah. I wonder if, like, while they're watching it, he's actually watching it, or he's just, like, thinking of what he did? Or... I think that he was able to kind of, like distance himself pretty well compartmentalize yeah i think that he could so because because he was like distracted so next they went to a drive-in burger and malt shop so 50s and after that they went to crystal's house and they hung out for a bit there but think i mean they went to a drive-in they went to a drive-in burger shop like it was all about that car he Mm. needed that car well yeah he looked cool you know walk to the drive-in burger shop it's called a drive-in. Yeah, you got to drive in. <laughs> so after he stayed with Crystal for a bit, he had to go home because it was like nighttime. So then he had to face what he had done. <laughs> when he got home, he was kind of like, oh, uh-oh. So he tried to sleep in the car, but it was too cold. <laughs> so he gathered up his courage and then slept in his room. Wait, so he just just dragged the bodies down to the yeah. basement? They're mm-hmm. just... They're decomposing in the basement. They're just in the basement. His own parents are just down in the basement. All right. So he woke up early on Sunday, and like a good Christian, he went to church. Wow. He went to church. Well, you know, when you're a Christian, it doesn't matter if you kill or whatever. You just got to ask God for forgiveness. This is also ironic. The sermon on that day was about crime and how we're all going to hell, probably oh. about how we're all going to hell, especially those who commit crimes. Well, they're going to double hell. D- double hell. But that kind of cancels each other out, and then you go to heaven. Oh, is that how that works? I think so. No, I think you just have to be like, sorry. 
Yeah, no, that's the Christian, and then, go on Christian, on Catholic God, whatever you just ask. It's like, go on you up, just you're say, good. Whoops, I'm sorry. And sorry then, about yeah. it. He's like, no worries. So he started crying in the sermon and had to leave early, which, yeah, why are you going to church? <laughs> he spent most of the uh, most of that day, the rest of the day, with Crystal and her family. And when he got back to his house, he asked the neighbor for a shovel. And the neighbor said, sure, go for it. And under the cover of darkness, he got to work under the lilac bush. Mm. All, everything was like about that lilac bush. The lilac bush. Mm-hmm. What, was, what else was about the lilac bush? It was just mentioned a few times. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. He dug a hole under the, li- the lilac bush. And he dug and dug until he could dig no more. Then after a quick rest, he went down to the basement. He had a rest. It was a lot of work. I mean, yeah, digging. I'm assuming you would dig two holes or a really big one. A really big one. One really big hole. One really big hole under the lilac bush in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. So. In Oklahoma? Omaha. Nebraska. Omaha. (laughs) Sorry. What time of year is this? Well, it said it was fall. Okay. I don't remember the day. I'm going to lose my place if I look for the day. I think it was like November or something. Let's see. 27th. I can find it. I just might not be able to find where it was. September. September. Okay. Yeah. So Late it's like. Late September. It might be. So it might be still like kind of muggy out. It was cold that night. Remember oh. he allowed to sleep in the. He couldn't sleep oh, in the right. car. Right, right, right. So I think it's cold already. I don't know. We don't know about weather. We I live think in California. <laughs> Based on the story, I think it's cold. <laughs> We have cold nights in it's fall. It's chilly. It gets like a cool 50. <laughs> no, it gets cold as fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you may be wondering how he's going to get the bodies out of the basement I when he's like this am. kind of small 17-year-old I mean, I can kid. understand like going down the stairs because you're the weight yeah, is working with you. The gravity's but, uh, physics and yeah, science physics. and all that, you know. Exactly. But Smart people pulling talk. it up, like dead weight. His dad literally like, yeah, dead weight. his parents are like bigger than him. So this is what he did. Okay. Goes down to the basement. He grabs his father's belt, takes it off, uh-huh. puts it around his dad's ankles, uh-huh. and pulls the body up the stairs with the belt. That's it? Yeah. That... Well, you can get a better grip. Uh, yeah, I guess, but that's still... It's a lot. It's a, a lot. lot. But, oh. He is a planner and a problem and, solver. This is okay. awful. He's, this is his Not parent. to go awful okay. even worse, but like... You always do, okay. Now, think about it. Yeah. When a person... No, gives, no. ...gives birth... Oh, no. When the baby is turned around yeah. with their legs... Yeah. It's usually a bad thing. Yes. it's hard. It, does, it makes for less of an easy... Well, you're worried about the umbilical cord is what it is. Well, that, but also, like, the legs can go outwards and not... Oh! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, like, a simple, like, from the head, like, your arms naturally go this way, your legs naturally go that way. Right. So it's more of a smooth come out. Yeah. So if you're dragging a body up a stairs with one leg... No, no, both legs. Both legs tied. Okay. Yeah. The arms I mean, the are arms still gonna snagged, catch. But, ugh, this is his father. Show some respect. <laughs> Sorry, this I'm just I, I'm just thinking physics. No, I understand, and it's still like a lot of it's like a lot of weight to pull. But he did it. He pulled them up the stairs and into the garage. Then he dragged his father out the garage door mm-hmm. in front of the house, through the side gate, and into the hole. They didn't have a back door. 
Well, I'm thinking then he'd have to drag the body all through the house mm. and it'd probably get blood everywhere. Well, and however long they've know. been down there yeah. decomposing. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. So he's then, leaving like a slime trail. Then he went back and did the same with his mother. Uh-huh. He's dragged two bodies in front of the house. Man, what a workout. He and, doesn't need to do any... Uh, like, how bold. <laughs> it's just, like, brazen. I know gonna, it's nighttime, but... He's not going to have to do any warm-ups for his baseball. For his wrestling? For when he does the wrestling. Ugh, okay. This is awful. So then he put his mom's body on top of his dad. Okay. Then he said a prayer. Well, good. He's a good Christian. That's boy. right. And buried them. He then dumped the dining room rug off of a bridge and huh. into the big... Papillion Creek? Papillion. Papillion? Papillion? Papillion Creek. Papillion. <laughs> That's cute. It might, makes me think of like a lion with like butterfly wings. Oh, that is cute. <laughs> yeah, it's Papillon. Pap- Papillon is it, butterfly. Is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's cute. Okay. So, at around midnight, so he did this like. I mean, I guess it gets dark early because it's fall. Right. So at midnight, he went he went to his house. Oh, no, no. So after he dropped the rug, then he went home and he could not sleep there for obvious reasons. So he went to the neighbor or the friend who his brother was being watched by and he spent the night there. Because he was like, I'm too afraid to spend the night alone. Can I please stay here? And the guy or the friend was like, yeah, sure. The next morning, this dude is a planner. So the next morning, he opened his dad's office and asked one of his assistants to take over until his dad came back. Wow, is that an office for his door-to-door? Well, yeah, you have to have like a, where you have all the supplies, you know. True. I think it was his business. Hmm. So he probably had people like going out door-to-door for him. Okay, so he was, okay. So he owned a business. So he's more than a sa- okay. like a salesperson, but yeah. So yeah, so he had the assistants take over, so the office is going to run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And then he went to school. Responsible young lad. So responsible. <laughs> responsible murderer. After about five days, he and Jim moved back home. Leslie didn't tell anyone what he had done, obviously. So he was like a teen who actually kept his mouth shut. Hmm. He didn't That's say rare. a word to end, like not even his girlfriend. He didn't Very say anything. Rare. Eight days after the murder, Leslie came home to find a surprise waiting for him. Uh-oh. So remember dear old grandpapa, Uh-oh. the senile uh, Wyoming wanderer. Oh, a Wyoming wanderer. And his grandmother. Yeah. Uh, they found their way to Leslie's house. Whoops. They had gotten worried when no one seemed to know where Opal and Bill were. Eek. Leslie's grandmother called the family friend who had been watching Jim to ask Uh if Opal had left a note or any instructions, and the neighbor asked about the last grandfather. (coughs) The neighbor grew suspicious and found out that there was no train to Wyoming at the time Leslie had said that his parents left. Uh. (laughs) She also heard about the arguments between Leslie and Opal that had been escalating, Uh, so the, the friend called the police. The other Arnold family members were also suspicious, but the grandma, she was like, let's just wait and see. I don't want to, like, jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. They'll probably show up. So she, like, told everyone, like, don't call the police. Let's just wait. They'll probably turn up. Mm-hmm. But soon, the Arnold family, the rest of the family, 
decided that they had to say something, so Leslie's great uncle reported Opal and Bill missing, too. Uh, He told them that Leslie was the last person to see them, and the police grabbed Leslie and took him in for questioning. Mm -hmm. He then cracked and told them everything. The police took him back to his home, where he, he, there are like these pictures, because the whole neighborhood gathered around, because they had heard what happened. Uh And the police take him there, and he's like handcuffed, and he walks to the backyard, and it's all like cinematic, and he like points to under the lilac bush. And that's where he tells them to dig. So the detectives start digging. Hmm. As they dug... So he wasn't tough to crack. No, he was not. As they dug, they first uncovered a hand with a watch and a bracelet. Uh-oh. The watch that his mother would always wear. Uh-huh. And then they uncovered the two bodies. Mm. The bodies of his own mother and father. Mm-hmm. He was charged with two counts of first-degree murder. The prosecutor thought that he had loaded the gun so that it was premeditated, but Leslie said that it was already loaded, which is totally safe. I mean, I feel like back before a lot of gun laws and stuff, yeah, I mean, people still leave guns loaded. But people in a get city... shot every day because, like, a, a ba- ba- children get shot every day because they what find I'm a saying, loaded though. gun. That's though. Like, yeah. you're living in a city with children in the house and you're going to load your guns and leave them loaded. I think that was house. totally normal, though, back then. And it's not safe. No, it's not safe, but I think it was normal. They they did find a box of twenty two caliber bullets that had been tossed over the fence, like to the um they found them I think on at the stables. Oh. Which was like right backed up, you know, yeah. like just below. So so they don't know if he like loaded it or not. Cause who like people are probably throwing shit like over there anyway. So mm-hmm. who knows, really? Go ride a horse, you gotta load your gun, you know? So psychiatrists analyzed him and said that he was sane. Mm -hmm. He showed remorse when he was awaiting trial, and it was pretty clear that he had a complicated relationship with his mother. Mm -hmm. He pled guilty to two reduced counts of secondary murder on June 2nd, 1959, and he was sentenced to be imprisoned at hard labor for the remainder of his natural life. (laughs) Wow. Hard. So I'm thinking like a chain game. That's what I was thinking. Just yeah. pounding on rocks. Yeah. Even though he pled guilty. And those are the reduced count. I mean, I guess reduced from death. Good. No death sentence. Yeah. Hard labor. Well, would they know he's good at hard labor since he was able to drag up those <laughs> oh bodies and dig the hole? And, That's awful. I mean, he was a sportser, so he could hard labor. He was a sport. He did sports well. He sportsed. They sent Leslie to the Nebraska State Penitentiary just two months before his 17th birthday. So he was actually oh. 16 when he did all this, wow. I think. He was a model prisoner. He finished high school in prison and became a tutor. <laughs> he worked several jobs and was the editor of the prison newspaper. Did you know they had prison newspapers? <laughs> no. They have prison newspapers. Periodicals. Isn't that great? It's like- do you know what's going on in cell block C? Yeah. <laughs> it's so-and-so's birthday this month. <laughs> or whatever. Today. So-and-so got shanked three days ago. Wish them a happy birthday. Send them, ha- send Someone's them well wishes. <laughs> the canteen just got new noodles. We're going to miss you, so-and-so. Good luck on the outside. Oh, this is also funny. Wait, so you didn't try and register to get the prison I don't know. Do you, think it, do you think it circulates outside of the prison? Should I subscribe? I think you should. Well, if it's still going on, I might. Uh, yeah, that is a long time ago. 
I mean, it, but if all prisons had like a, a newspaper, maybe they have like a newsletter. Cute. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it would help with the boredom. Garage sale at so and so cell. Like, I need to get out of my cell right now because I need to interview someone for the for the newspaper. I have a deadline. I have a four o'clock Look, deadline. I have to get officer. out of my cell. Yeah, it's it's for the newspaper. Look, I've been slacking a little. I just really need to get this done. Mm. He also played saxophone in the prison band called the Felonaires. Cute. So, and that worked out because he loved Elvis, the and Elvis airs. played at the prison. Oh well, yeah. And like Johnny Cash played at the prison. So he's like basically so Elvis. So he's like, yes, <laughs> he's loving it. He worked out and put on almost forty pounds. So he went from like a small sixteen-year-old to like a beefed-up dude playing the saxophone, Ripped. editing the newspaper. Wow, it's pretty well-rounded. So most of the people in the prison actually felt bad for him. And he, like, kept to himself a lot. Well, yeah, I mean... he's he like, a kid, you know? Got, got tried as an adult. And he was, like, a tutor, and he seemed like a decent person when he was in prison. Uh-huh. He really, like, turned it around. He became a runner for the warden and was given a typewriter. Huh. So the warden was even, like, he's a good kid. He made a mistake. It was, like, a one-time deal. He trusted him. Like, huh. he trusted him. So they all thought that he'd be paroled someday and making something of himself. He had visitors, too. Crystal's parents became his legal guardians, and they would visit him all the time. He had a childhood friend who would, like, come see him. Um, He befriended a nun, and she'd, like, always visit him. So, all I mean, all in all, it seems like prison was really good for him. He was, like, succeeding. He was moving forward. Uh, And uh, I don't want to, like... Go ahead. I don't want to, like... Do it. Just do it. Okay. Well... (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, yeah. as a 16-year-old kid, if he was truly being abused by his mother psychologically, because, like you've talked about before, you know, you can be in a family and one per- one kid is being abused and then no one else knows yeah, about it. Yeah, there's, like, a scapegoat. Yeah. Where it's, like, if he was truly, or he felt like he was truly being targeted and then he snapped and killed his mom and then, like, his dad came in so he just reacted. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see how that would be, like, people, it's, like, a one-time, like, a one-off, like, this person was abusing me. Well, it's definitely, like, like, um, I don't want to say a a crime of passion, because I hate that term. Yeah. But it was definitely, like, yeah, there was, like, something that happened to him to trigger, that triggered it, you know? So it wasn't out of nowhere, he just, like, shot his parents and, like, peaced out, it was, like... Or, like, most of the kids who who do it because they want money or whatever, it was, like... It seemed like he was provoked emotionally. Right. The only thing about that though is that it said that he had such anger problems. But like where does he was that like a violent from, kid. Well, I don't know. But beating up your little brother is like, oh. But but like we were talking about also, if the mom was truly favoring the the brother. Yeah, a lot of resentment was there. A lot there. of resentment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, you don't know. Mm. So in yeah, so he's like brought out of that situation and now he's thriving, like mm-hmm. could be. In nineteen sixty four he tried to appeal a sentence. He had spent more than five years in prison at this point. Uh, it was denied. Hmm. Then in 1965, a foreman at one of Leslie's jobs said that he was distracting other workers and not doing his job. Oop. So it seems like he was on really good behavior, and then he appealed, and they're like, no, and then he's like, fuck it then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm going to like just do whatever. And that's like a very like juvenile mentality, yes. too, of like... Well, I tried, and they didn't, didn't they didn't believe it, so yeah. now fuck it all. Yeah. So in 1966, he got written up for frying himself some eggs and sausage while he was a kitchen worker. I don't think you're supposed to cook for yourself when you're working in the kitchen. 
damn. Which is probably like, he was like, you know, that yeah. sucks. I'm fucking hungry. Like, yeah, I want to make some I'm eggs making food and for everyone else. I'll just crack a few eggs and some sausage. Oh, so yep. he got written up. I think that was the only time that he actually got written up in and prison. And so for doing something not violent and just like, just a. But it could have been like a poke though. Like he knew he wasn't supposed to do it. It could have been just like a, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. Definitely. So he was still seen as a good prisoner and he was moved to housing with low risk for low risk inmates. In 1962, he requested he requested trustee status, which meant that he would move to a dorm outside of the main prison walls, but still within the perimeter fence. And it was part of a process of getting mm. inmates ready for release. Oh. So they'd like get them in lesser and lesser restrictions, like a more... So it's like almost like a halfway house for yeah. prison or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Kind of like that. So it was just like surrounded by a fence outside of the main prison walls. It was still secure and guarded, but less so than the other dorms. Hmm. So it's like, we trust you. You're a, you're in trustee status. We trust you to not fuck up <laughs> in here. Leslie had spent almost nine years in prison, mm-hmm. and the state's pardon board often commuted life sentences to only a set number of years. And in Leslie's case, he would have... He would have to serve just 10 years, and because of his age at the time of his murder and his relationship with his mother, and since it was his first offense, chances were pretty good that he'd get out in 10 years. Hmm. So he'd been there in for almost nine years. He had, mm-hmm. like, a little more than a year to go. Uh-oh. But what? he couldn't no! wait. He couldn't wait. <laughs> he just needed to be free. So he teamed up with another inmate, Jim Harding, and they hatched a plan to escape because uh, he's a planner. Doesn't he know none of his plans work? They never well, come to fruition. Well, he already tried to appeal. It didn't happen. So fuck it all. He needs to get the out. system's rigged. Got to get out. Harding was, a 30, was 32 at the time, and Leslie was just 24. Jim Harding was also in prison for life. He killed someone during an armed robbery, and their plan involved another inmate who was up for parole. That guy, when he got out, was going to help set things up on the outside. The parolee put an ad in the World Herald, which I am subscribed to for 13 weeks. (laughs) I think 12 at this point, or maybe less. Did they send you, like, a thank you letter for signing up? I think they did send something. I think they sent something. I like to open it every day and get my Omaha news. (laughs) The parolee put an ad in the World Herald that said, N-O-F arrives July 14th. They, no one knows what N-O-F stands for. So that meant that they were going to like try and escape on the 14th, I think. So the parolee then tossed a cardboard tube over the fence one night, and in the tube was a hacksaw blade and two rubber masks. The inmates would skip dinner and would saw the bars over the windows in the music room. They had a music room. Like, not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> they so then they would hold they like screw they would saw the bars off and then they would like hold them in place with chewing gum so they could avoid suspicion. Oh. So they put them back in place. And on the night of July fourteenth, they stuffed pillows and blankets under their bedding oh, for the eleven PM head count. Do you think NOF stands for Night of Freedom? Oh you're a code cracker. Oh my god. I'm going to join the FBI code cracking team. You should tell them. (laughs) Dear FBI. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the rubber masks were used to make their heads. One of the rubber masks was of Groucho Marx. 
Oh, wait, so they did an Alcatraz? They did, but they didn't make their own masks. They weren't that creative. Mm. They, like, got masks. But Groucho one of them, Marx. Yeah, one of them was Groucho Marx. <laughs> and Harding said that he had to trim the thick, bald <laughs> mustache off. The black mustache. I had the thick, black mustache off in order to make it less obvious. Wow. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, then they went to the music room, removed the bars, and slipped out. They ran 30 feet to the fence and had to cross their fingers that the guards in the guard tower wouldn't see them. Then they scaled a 12-foot fence topped with barbed wire. They threw a jacket over the wire so they couldn't, so they wouldn't get cut up or uh-huh, snagged. Uh-huh. So clever. Leslie went over first and then Harding. They made it. <gasps> they then ran across the railroad tracks and then 150 yards and met up with their accomplice. They had made it <gasps> to freedom. Night, Night of, of freedom. freedom. <laughs> was a success. Can you imagine? I love a good escape. Oh, my God. They must have been just like shitting their pants. Oh, the my God. Can you time. imagine? Can you imagine? They're like, that fucking worked. Then they got changed into some regular clothes and were dropped off at the bowling alley. Which, what? pick a better location, <laughs> right? Pick a better location. They're like, freedom, let's go bowling. Bowling alleys are always so sketch. I don't know if they were, like, back I mean, in the that's 50s. That's probably but... why. Yeah. Sketchy. What? I mean, you're, like, three sketchy dudes. Where else are you going to blend in? I guess so. Uh, and probably, like, ill-fitting clothes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I was assuming they were just wearing their prison uniform. No, I said but... they got changed. Oh, sorry. The guy brought some regular uh... clothes for them. They weren't that obvious. They're like, oh, wait, it's not Halloween? <laughs> With their chains still on? No. Okay. So, at the bowling alley, Leslie called an old child friend, I think the one who had been visiting him, to ask him for help. The friend was studying to be a Presbyterian minister. So he's a good, you know. Less than a week (sighs) earlier, he had visited Leslie in prison. So it was the one that would, like, come visit him. And he agreed to help. He grabbed some clothes, made some sandwiches, which is like so sweet. Sandwiches. He's like, oh, they're probably hungry. hungry. (laughs) That's so thoughtful. Cut the crusts off because he knew they didn't like crust. He's like, oh, (laughs) I'll get the strawberry jelly because that's so like. (laughs) He grabbed his girlfriend and his dad's car and went to meet the two escapees. He drove them to the train station, but no trains were coming anytime soon. So then he took them to the Greyhound station. He bought them tickets on the next bus, which was to Chicago, and gave them all the cash he had. Hmm. The bus left at 3 a.m., and at 7 a.m., the prisoners' head count came up too short. Whoops. So they got on the bus at 3 a.m., and it wasn't discovered until 7 a.m. that they were even missing. So they had a good head start. That was a good plan. Wow, one of his plans was... I mean... He's older now, more mature. More mature. Hmm. Plus he had a, another guy that was He had older, lots of help. More mature lots to of help. give him guidance. They got to Chicago at around noon, and a Catholic church gave them money to stay the night at the YMCA. The next day, the men split up to look for work. Responsible. Mm, yeah. Within days, Leslie found a job in a restaurant and had moved in with a woman. Oh, wow. He found fast. a job and a girlfriend. Damn. Yeah, he works fast. He must have been some kind of good-looking... I mean, he beefed up. No. Oh. <laughs> he can play the saxophone. Oh. But... He was just like... She's like, you can move in with me. It's she okay. was like, ooh, saxophone me all night. Mm. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> so Harding and Leslie met up one last time where Leslie said, I don't need you anymore. So they split up for good. Huh. Never to see each other again. I mean, 
you know, you don't want to stay with the people you broke out with. you got to spread out. That's right. So apparently, the warden thought that they escaped just before dawn because, well, so the, the dummies were never mentioned, and they think it's because the other inmates knew about it, and they took away all the parts to, like, help them to buy them more time for their escape. What the fuck? Yeah, so they were, like, rooting for them. Well, they yeah. formed, like, a real camaraderie <laughs> in there. Oh, it's beautiful. I know. It bought them more time. The FBI followed up with Leslie's friend, who said that he had no idea that Leslie had escaped uh-huh. or where he would go. So he's like a good actor good for friend. a minister. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to be kind of like. Well, I heard that like minister. Well, um, anyone that's like a like a clergy person. Mm-hmm. That they basically have the same, almost the same rights as doctors with, like, the um, patient-doctor confidentiality. So anything you say to your pastor Mm -hmm. or priest, they're allowed to not ever say to the police or FBI. They're allowed to keep it. Even Even if they're not a priest, but they represented themselves as a priest to you and you've told them something... They can keep it a secret. What? Yeah, it's 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 like privilege between the priests and or like the Whoa. clergy, whatever your denomination is, of religion. If you tell it to someone that you think is like the higher up religious person, they cannot tell. The what police. a loophole! Mm-hmm. You just be like, oh, he thought I was a priest at the time. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Wow. Oh, okay. I Sorry. don't know if that existed back then, but it does now. You'd think it'd be a pretty old It's probably, yeah, it's probably, yeah. Uh, Okay, so... Okay, so the friend said nothing. The prison... The prison had only one picture of Leslie, and that was of the small 16-year-old who had first come to them, and it looked nothing like the bulked-up 24-year-old who had escaped. Wow. So this changed prison policy, so now they take pictures of inmates more often to keep updated photos. Okay. Because can you imagine? Like, we're looking for this little twig of a person. Yeah. And they're working with him. Like, I've never seen him before in my life. What a big mess up. Shit. Ooh. A little more than nine months after the escape, Harding traveled to L.A., one week earlier, James Earl Ray assassinated Martin, Lu- Martin Luther Mar- King Jr. <laughs> I have, like, cotton in my mouth right now. Okay. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. Harding was out at a bar, and a woman thought that she spotted Ray, so she called the police. Oh. What? How unlucky is that? Wow. The police grabbed him and soon enough knew who he was. He was sent back to Nebraska, where he spent another eight years, <sighs> and then he was really free, actually. He was released? Yeah, because he served his time. Wow. If he what just had waited an extra year, he would have been free. What I mean, chances? but he wouldn't have had such a fun no, this story. Is, no, no. Oh, that's this the, is the, the friend. friend. Okay. The partner. Yeah, the partner. The escape, okay. that escape partner. Yeah. 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 In 1968, I know, for like nine months of freedom, uh-huh. he probably got more years tacked on. Uh-huh. Is it worth it to go down to L.A.? No, it's no, never it's worth never, it to go to L.A. Mm-mm. Never There's go to L.A. There's nothing good there. It's all bad. In 1968, there was a protest at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Police made arrests, and one of those who was arrested is rumored to have been Leslie. But before they learned who he was, he had been released. Whoops. Is it true, or is it a good story? I don't Mm. know. But Leslie and Harding had gotten to Chicago just a little over a year before, and he had, like, a job and a girlfriend. So Mm -hmm. it could have been him. Yeah, it could have been him. Huh. In 1968, there was another sighting at Crystal's father's house. 
Mm. He said that Leslie stopped by but left when a neighbor saw him. Mm. Someone else said they saw him in a restaurant in Omaha and they reported it. In early 1970s, an agency in Oregon asked the Omaha police if a William L. Arnold was still wanted. But by the time the police got back to them, the man had already been released. Mm -hmm. Leslie has never been caught. What? Uh, How do we not know about this? I know! It's fucking amazing! His escape partner told the World Herald, My best guess is that he's in South America. He said, he showed me a book once that showed if you impregnate a Brazilian citizen, they won't bring you back for anything. Which is what, uh, what was his name? Paul Hollywood or whatever that dude. He went down to Brazil to escape and got a woman, like got married and got a Brazilian woman pregnant because he thought that he couldn't be extradited. But I don't know if that's still, I don't think that was still the rule. What? That is a crazy rule. So then, oh, Jim's younger, Jim, Leslie's younger Mm -hmm. brother, he went to live with an aunt and an uncle that he Mm -hmm. barely knew. It's really sad. He was told not to tell others what really happened to his parents. Mm. So he just bottled it all up until he became an adult. The good old 1950s. That's right. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mental health is not a real thing. Mm -hmm. Keep it to yourself and suffer. So good. So he became an adult, he got married, and he had kids of his own, and then he started to have nightmares. Uh-oh. Because when you bottle it up, yep. it's going to come back, yep. probably through your subconscious, Bad. through Bad. your dreams. Yep. yep. He eventually went to therapy and worked through it, so good for him. He told his secrets, and he worked through his survivor's guilt, because yeah. he thought if he hadn't been at the rodeo, then maybe helped. he could have helped. But then he said that his therapist said... That if he wasn't there, not only could he not have stopped it, but he probably would have been shot, too. Yeah, definitely. Which is so sad. Like, I can't even imagine living with that. He would have definitely been shot. Because if the... I mean, he had no beef with his dad, and then he shoots his dad just because of a reaction of, like, oh, shit, he saw, he's here, I gotta kill him. And he was already, like, abusive to his little brother. Yeah, he would have, yeah. So chances Mm. are... That sucks. So... An investigator looked into the case mm-hmm. of Leslie Arnold when he was looking into other escapees from prison, and the Arnold case really got him hooked. Because yeah. it's fascinating. It's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. He interviewed neighbors, friends, girlfriends, like everyone he could find. And then he found out who the parolee getaway driver was and interviewed him too. Oh. Like no one had known who he was before, and this guy tracked him down. Shit. He's a good investigator. He found out that the... I mean, he, not as good as me, though, finding out the Well, he didn't know freedom. what the NOF Yeah, was. well, That's, he's obviously, he didn't... I mean, if you guys teamed up... He's not a dick... Oh! Can you imagine? You would have found team. Leslie. <laughs> dream team. Uh, okay. So, he learned about a way to see if anyone had searched for, for your name online mm-hmm. at some, like, conference for police officers. Mm-hmm. And he saw that someone had looked up his name. Which, it was like a story that he was like, I'm looking up Leslie. Uh-huh. The location of the computer that had searched his name was in South America. <laughs> then, he found that someone had looked up Leslie on the correction department's online inmate database by his prison number. Oh, yep, nope. Who no would, know would know the prison? Nope, Nobody nope. would know it. Not unless you were and like a jailer at the time or Guess whatever. where that search originated? South America. South America! <laughs> Shit, what if we saw him when we were there? He was, well, we didn't go to Brazil. Oh, that's right. But he we probably did is see living some, his best life in Brazil. we did see some whites in Argentina. We certainly did. Wink. Oh. 
could have been German. They oh. looked very German. Well, let's not go there. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of Leslie wow. Arnold's story. I w- so I was going to say I can't believe that I've never heard of it, mm-hmm. but also I feel like they would want to keep it under wraps that some prisoners escaped and never got mm-hmm. caught. They never found him. So they probably want to suppress that story. Which I do want to mention that I feel like so heartbroken for his brother. Yeah, that's shitty. Who was orphaned as a child and had to like bottle up his feelings. And he's just like, he's like, I have to, he said in an interview, like, I basically have to believe that he's dead or else I can't handle it. Like, I need to know that he's like not here. I mean, yeah, because he ruined his... He ruined his life. Whole, like, Not you, that he you, had, like, a horrible you, life, but you no, know No, but, I like, mean. you went... You you go to a rodeo. You yeah. come back. Your brother's like, oh, mom and dad are out. You're staying at so-and-so's house mm-hmm. down the street. Okay, I guess you're my older brother and you know, so... And I'll... he had a good relationship with the parents. Right, so it's like, okay, So well, they were, like, good parents for him. If they're off searching for grandpa, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll stay here and, mm-hmm. you know, you're spending the night with me, too, and it's mm-hmm. fine, and then... You find out that... Like a week later. Ugh. Awful. (laughs) So awful. But the escape story and, like, Mm -hmm. the aftermath was just so interesting. yeah. And they weren't able to actually find, like, which country in South America or, like, exactly where. But the fact that it was South America, it's like, Uh dude's there. The number? The prison number? Yeah, who would know that? Nobody knows that. No one but, like, the warden at the time or, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe and he wouldn't guard. even know that, I'm sure. I Why mean, would he memorize his number, you know? Like, there's so many prisoners. No, but, I mean, like, you you would have a list of the prisoners, I would assume, so if you were looking up stuff... You can, can you imagine, like, though? You're but just why like, would you be in South America as the warden looking up the number? No, you wouldn't. And exactly. what if, like, can you imagine just being in South America and be like, I wonder if anyone's still looking for me? Like, well, what? I would, I would imagine that's very common for anyone that's escaped, because you want to know if anyone's hot on your tail. Well, and the great thing, too, I mean, not great, but great for him, that they didn't have any, like pictures of him yeah except for the little kid 16 year old kid picture and oh my god just such a great escape with like braces and pimples and (laughs) i don't think he had braces but he did look really he looked pretty young for his age anyway thanks ohama harold omaha harold (laughs) (laughs) hawaiian (laughs) ohama (laughs) omaha world Yeah. Yeah. So no one. So this one guy, Henry Cordis. I'm so sorry. People mispronounce our last name all the time. So I feel really bad when I do it to Mm -hmm. other people. But he did this great. I think it was like a three part story. Super well written, like super great. But he's the only one who like said anything about it. That is insane. It's so insane. It's so insane. <laughs> like, you think it's, wow. like, fascinating. Like, you think a movie would be made. Like, yeah. something, you know? It's, like, unbelievable. Uh, the Great Escape. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So I would recommend getting that subscription. <laughs> it's $3 for 13 weeks. Excellent uh, reporters. Wow. Good stories. They're a little sports heavy, which I, I don't mean... love. I have to, like, skip through, like, four four pages of them like whatever but they got some good stuff in there too and it's funny because the comic section they have comics where i'm like what is this oh new comics that are actually funny not like no i didn't say that (laughs) just different comics are there more like mark trail where it's no i don't even think they had they may have had mark trail i'm not sure he is everywhere and nowhere at the same yeah i think he may be also we can look i mean it's on my phone it's so convenient fucking hate mark trail and those stupid comics of the family well, circle not, you know oh. i mean 
<laughs> oh, this, this, this mic is on? Shit. Yeah, you're getting a little aggro here. Let's sorry, chill sorry, out. Sorry, okay. Sorry. Okay. So, yes, that's my story. Very oh, nice. uh, so scrambled egg, tossed salad. So, I mean, honestly, I think. I really don't think either. No, I don't either. I think he had a I moment think, of just like. I think he had a moment of tossed salad yeah. where it was like. Well, he's also, a teenager. Yeah, you're so 16. Your hormones are crazy. Teens are narcissistic as fuck. Yes. You're only thinking about yourself. Sorry, teens, it happens. We've all been there. Yeah, it sucks being a teenager. It's so hard. It's the hardest. Um, I Like I said before, I think it was like a moment, like if, like we don't know the whole story of if he was actually being psychologically abused by his mom. Well, he Regar- interpreted it as he, such. He, right. So it's, in his interpretation, yeah. I think it was just a one-time lash out. Like well, he had tried multiple. it was like a one-time. Because like he had tried multiple times to convince his mom that like what he wanted was the right thing, even though he's just being dumb. So it's like he didn't initially just go get a gun and shoot her when he wanted the car. He tried a couple other things. That didn't work out. He threatened her with the gun, and she laughed at him, and I think that set it off, where it was like her laughing at him is like the emotional abuse that he's probably used to, and then that set it off as like, okay, you're not actually listening to me. You don't actually care about me as a person. You're just like trying to control me in the situation. Well, and his ego is really hurt. Right. When he's, like, very egotistical and it's like, oh, well, now you're laughing at me when he's, like, trying to, like, be a responsible, like, adult or, like, right. mature. And this well, is his time to go but... take his girlfriend out on a date with yeah. the show off the and new car. And she already said he could have the car. He was, like, he looking forward to it. He already made plans. And yeah. now his mom is making him cancel the plans. Right. So how's that going to look to his girlfriend? How, so you he, know... like, snapped. Yeah. And then I think that the dad walking in was just a reactionary thing of, like, well, fuck, I already shot her and killed her. What's he, like, he's going to freak out so i gotta eliminate that i don't right. even think it was a thought i think it was just like a, a reaction a reaction yeah. yeah yeah so i know it's so it's so sad it's really sad it's really for sad. his brother it's really sad for the parents it's fucked up but that's why you so shouldn't have up. loaded guns in your house don't have a loaded gun just sitting there and waiting children. for children like get a fucking gun safe wow anyway yeah. yeah no i read just like a snippet of it and i was like oh what? my god <laughs> what <laughs> i have to know this. about this so that's like two semi-escapes in a row with my last wow. story where yeah. he like was kind of escaped, but yeah. fascinating. Uh, yes. Very And then the guy that he broke out with, uh-huh. he was like, I feel like I'm the lucky one for being caught because it was so stressful, always looking over your shoulder. I bet. Yeah. So he was like, I feel like I was lucky. And I mean, eight years is a long time, but he was free. Like he was like, when I was free, really, like it felt really good to not have to hide all the time. So he's like, I feel like I was the lucky one in all this. But, like, if dude's living his best life in Brazil. That's what I was going to say. I was like, like, I can understand doing, like, being nervous when they were, like, in Chicago or in the States. But once you're in South America, I feel like you could just make yourself disappear and not Yeah. To... Well, especially back then. Yeah. I mean, even in Chicago, they didn't have a picture of him. Yeah. But still, they were close enough that people could do sightings and be like, oh, like, they're aware that there's an escaped person or whatever. But right. in South America, like... Like, we don't read Brazilian news and see who well, we should start. who the fugitives are coming here. <laughs> like, you know, like, why would they read escaped felon or whatever? Right. And then what are they going to do? Put his picture on, like, the most wanted? Yeah. yeah. And send that around the world? Like, not going to happen. And there was no most wanted then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. But then it's like, okay, well, if he had waited that year and then been free. I know. 
But he got away anyway. He'd have to move, though, because it's like your reputation is like you murdered your parents. Yeah. You're not Regardless, gonna... he would have had to move yeah. to South America. But apparently he got a job like right away, so. Well, it seemed like. And a girlfriend. He was when like, he fine. Was doing, when he was working and going to school, he was like hardworking. He got bees and like. So it seemed like, and like was on, was able to maintain himself on different sports teams, which yeah. I know like a lot of times you have to have like a GPA, like a good GPA or whatever to stay on the team or like. Like he was responsible enough to show up. And yeah, do, and learn music, learn music, like a musical instrument, which is music, hard, sports, takes discipline. School. Yeah. So like, it seems like he's pretty disciplined. He just like snapped. Yeah. So uh, I put all this information together about 300 weeks ago because we haven't oh. recorded, so I haven't read over it. That's fine. I didn't read over mine either. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I had, so, it was all. Yeah. We're playing it by ear. All right. I got... This information from historycollection.com article by Khalid uh, El Hassan. Sorry about my horrible pronunciation. Wikipedia and also a very thorough article called uh, called the true story of the Monza nun by Paolo Kulusi. Is this international? It's Italian. Oh, fun. So, oh, actually, I read that Italians are super in, uh, not to make a blanket statement, but a lot of Italians are super into true crime, which makes a lot of sense of why our family's super into true crime, because grandma was super look, into, we're like, nosy. Not true crime necessarily, but crime. We, we are. We want to know. Yeah, we got to know. What happened, why. We got to know. What happened, where, who, when. That's right. We got to know. We got to know. Anyway. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, so the the article that I found by Paolo um, was in Italian, so I had to get, click Google Translate. Wait, you didn't reach back to your. I did. Italian I tried. I really lessons. tried, and I was like, ah, that means the <laughs> the is, <laughs> and then uh, I went uh-huh. to the Google. Uh-huh. Did it make sense? Did it do a pretty good job? You think? It did a pretty good job. I mean, it was. You know, some of the things were, like, I could understand what everything meant. Right. Some of the words were a little bit, like, there wasn't a translation, so they mm-hmm. just put a word in. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they would just keep the Italian word or something, yeah. and then no, they're just like, this, yeah. we don't know how to describe it, so then, I'm, yeah. All right. Um, so this story is about... Mariana de Leva y Marino, also known as Sister Virginia Maria. A nun? A uh, nun. What? <laughs> Where is this going to go? Uh, all right. So Mariana was born in Milan, Italy, mm. December 4th, 1575. Holy shit. Going way back. Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> she was the, yeah, so I just, I got tired of doing stories or looking at stories that I had already heard a lot about. Yeah. And I came across this one, I didn't know anything. It's not like a remarkable, crazy case considering things now. Well, here's the thing. We said last, you said last time that we weren't going to do murder this time, and I did a murder. Yeah. Oh, I. Sorry. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> Stop touching the mic. I, know. I tried really hard to find something that wasn't about murder, but mm-hmm. then my... 
You just I get just pulled, got back, pulled in. back in. You yeah. always get pulled back in. It's like, what the hell? Uh, okay. And and then I saw none, and you're like, what? I was like, well, who? And um, your Italian kicked in. You're and like, I was like, who? What? Yeah. I need to know. I wish I remembered some kind of Italian to say right now and be witty and be yeah, like, pronto. yeah, Arrivederci. Yeah. Oh, you're good. I'm taking Italian. <laughs> oh yeah, Duolingo. Squalo. <laughs> I mean shark. <laughs> Ooh, shark. That's yeah. a good one to know. You never yeah, know when you're going to need a shark. Farfalla. That's butterfly. Oh. Farfalla. Should have said that when we were talking about the French for butterfly. <laughs> okay. So, Mariano, she was the daughter of Martino de Leva and Virginia Maria Marino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Virginia was the daughter and direct heir of one of the richest men in Milan. Ooh. The banker Tommaso Marino. <gasps> Tommaso. Tommaso Marino. Mariana's father, Martino de no, Leve. No. Oh. <laughs> Mariana's father, Martino de Leve. <laughs> Luigi's second son. Uh, his Luigi. father was Luigi. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't, didn't proofread this. Martino's father was a name of Luigi. Okay. Second son. He was the second son born in 1548. That doesn't make sense. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, no, I guess it does. 1548 or 49. There were... Well, that long ago. Who yeah. Knows? Who knows? It's a. It's just a wonder that they wrote this down. Someone did. Good for them. Someone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a cadet son, and he dedicated his life to a military career. Martino married Virginia for a dowry of 50,000 scudi. And I tried to like, I tried to look up what that would translate to today. Yes. And wouldn't you believe that the, uh, it just, I couldn't. It does not translate. It, no. And it's too far back. So if anyone knows what a scudi is, a scudi. Scudi. Uh, oh, you can email us. At criminypodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-I-M-E-N-Y podcast. I hope you know how to spell that. At gmail.com. Scooty. Scooty. Virginia had been... Wait, for that many Scooty? <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's Vir- a lot of whatever That was a lot of Scooty. <laughs> Virginia had been with... <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> I don't know. It was a long time ago... Don't I think even... it's like a plant, like a like wheat, you know, like like wheat. They gave them wheat. Yeah, so bits you can make, of like, no, they pasta. had coin. No, no, they had coins or something. Oh, it was probably like money. A... He yeah. paid that much money. Yeah. For her? No, no, it was the dowry. He got that much money for marrying her. Oh, they her. paid him that much yes. money. Yes. Oh my God. Oh God. Who's okay. the drunk one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just easily confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a confusing time when you're talking the fifteen. 15- 1500s. Well, that. And you throw names at me and you throw words at me and I just don't. All right. Okay. Virginia had been widowed by her first husband. Oh. Who died in 1572. When her husband died, she returned to Milan to take care of the inheritance, leaving her five children in Sassuolo to be cared oh, for by good. an uncle. Wait, <laughs> she was there to take care of the scooty. No, no. You said the inheritance. I'm guessing they had a lot of Scooty. Oh, oh, in general, not just the inheritance Scooty. Yeah, yeah, general Scooty. <laughs> yes, she was a... Yeah, who is the drunk one here? 
Oh, no. This was about her inheritance. Yeah. More Her Scooty. family's money. More Scooty. Gotcha. Scootie. More Scooty. Okay, yeah. yeah. More Scooty's coming yeah. in. She's got to go take care of it. Yes. She leaves her five Which children. Which would make sense if it was a crop. In Sassuolo to be cared for by an uncle. So they all went to live with their aunt or something. And then... And then in... Because the mom, okay, the dad went off to deal with his business stuff because he's like military. I right. gotta go deal with the military. Okay. So he went off to deal with the military stuff, mm-hmm. and then the mom was like, "Oh, I gotta go to Milan to take care of my scooty." Yeah. And then she scooted. Yeah. And then the kids were taken care of by the cup, the, the aunt uncle. and uncle or whatever. Okay. Then Virginia died in 1576. The mother. Yeah. Oh, no. Taking care of the scoot. Oh, no. Must have been some aggressive scooty. Yeah, so, and then Martino almost immediately goes off to another military thing and is gone for three years. Oh, my God. So, during this time, Mariana is cared for by her paternal aunt, who also is named Mariana. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> this is going to get confusing. <laughs> yeah, we do like to reuse she a lot was of names na- in the family. Well, she was named after Zia Mariana. I mean, how many Josephs do we have in our family? All of them. All of them. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Okay, so then... And then Mariana, little Mariana... Oh, that's good, okay. ...was entered in a long trial for her inheritance. The mother's, like, trying to get the money from the mother... Yeah. ...who died. But and, the dad was still alive. No, but the mother's... Like, the mother was fighting for her family inheritance. That she was, like... Because yes. she was oh, the... okay, okay. ...the daughter of the wealthiest right. Milan man. Right. So she went to Milan to take care of that inheritance. Okay. And then... Didn't finish her business. She died. Okay. So there's, like, a battle to get her inheritance back because there's other family that's, like, no, that's my yeah, inheritance. Course, you know, the battle. Mm-hmm. Us wealthy people know all oh, about the inheritance yes. battle. Oh, well... I, you know, the just uh, just the hours. You know what I love is just relatives. going into that that closet that we have that we can dive into. A I pool. knew you were gonna bring up Scrooge McDuck. I knew it was going there. That's what I enjoy. Okay, wouldn't that have been really painful? Yeah, he would yeah. not have di- like. Yeah, no, it would. You would so just, just it would have been like hitting cement. You'd like break your fingers. <laughs> And maybe get a concussion. Oh, but it looked so fun. It looked amazing. It looked amazing. That's what I'm going to do when I'm rich. Just get a room full of pennies and dive, dive into through your scooty. <laughs> my scooty. Scuba in my scooty. Oh, cute. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, so now Mariana's fighting for the inheritance. Right. Okay. Okay. So her mom wanted to give half her possessions to Mariana and the other half to her first son, Marco Pio. And obviously, so that's two out of five of the children. So Marco Pio's sisters would have had nothing. So they were the ones contesting that they wanted the money. So the siblings battling yeah. it out. Ooh. Yeah, because for some reason she, the mom left half to Mariana and half to Marco Pio. I mean, a little favoritism, maybe. Does it say how old any of them are in this process? Uh, uh, uh. Ah. Well, she must have been young because the next sentence says, at the old maid age of 13 and three months. Shut up. Mariana is taken. Oh, yeah. She's an old maid at 13. <laughs> well, yeah. Fuck. So then. Well, that's disgusting. Um, 
she's taken to a convent by her father who apparently remembered he had a child. Well, like, no one's going to marry her now. Well, like, yeah, a one, so he's like fighting in the war and then he comes back and he's like, oh, off to the convent. And then he just like, I got to take care of this old away. daughter for yeah. a minute. I got to go hide man. her away because no one's going to want her at 13. I mean, Ugh. old. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't even imagine how depressing life must have been in the 1500s. Yep. Uh, okay. Old maid. She's an old, so she's an old hag. That's right. It's taken to a convent, forced to join and become a nun at the monastery St. Margarita. This monastery could only be accessed through a small street, which is today called Villa della Signora. Cute, right? Because like little nuns really come good. in. Yeah. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. March 15th, 1589 was the last time that Don Martino de Leve saw his daughter. It sounds like he didn't see her like ever. ever. Nope. <laughs> Except to drop her off. She's like, and who are you? He's, He's like, like, oh, shit, I'm your that father. Daughter. We got to take you to that nunnery. Come with me. I'm your father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On September 26th, 1591, Mariana became... Sister Virginia Maria. Oh, she took her mother's name. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's sad. That's, that's sweet. That's cute. Uh, so, someone described her as modest, respectful, and obedient. Oh, the perfect nun. And also recorded that she befriended everyone easily Aww. and enjoyed reading as much as possible. Oh. She gained popularity in Monza in this period. For example, in on May 20th, 1594, the writer Bartolomeo Zucchi sent her le- a letter in which he praised her for her choice of becoming a nun. Yeah, like it was her choice? <laughs> what? She's like, oh, yes, my dream. Uh, um, in 1597, Mariana is uh, is the teacher of the boarding school of girls. So the boarding school, blah, blah, blah. But one of the girls she teaches is a girl named Isabella. Um, and then... I'm guessing you're naming her because she's going to come up later. Uh, just for a quick second. Okay. But I think, because I haven't read this in a week. Oh. <laughs> And then Giovanni Osio has a house that's bordering the monastery. Like basically it, his back, his yard butts up to their garden. Okay. I can, I can picture it. Okay. So one day he climbed up the Uh-oh. wall, climbed up the tree from his garden Scandaloso. and he was exchanging greetings with Isabella. <gasps> oh no, Isabella. And she was scolded by Mariana, who caught them one what day. What a hussy. Ooh. <gasps> oh, talking over a And wall. Isabella was removed from the college. She got kicked out? Yeah, she's fraternizing with these what? men. With one dude. <laughs> this man. Oh, what if he was like, saw her and was like, oh, she's beautiful. I need to talk to her. What if it was love? It could have been. <gasps> kicked out. Kicked out. What was she, like 10? It turned out. Isabella and Osio were sleeping together. <gasps> you can't do that and be at a nunnery. Oh, well, I thought it was just like a boarding school. Though. I mean, yeah, but by nuns, they're going to kick you out. Very yeah. scandalous. Uh-oh. A short time later, <laughs> Martino, her dad, was killed in Monza at the age of 60. The dad she only met once in her life? 
Yep. Was killed. But strangely, Osio, uh-huh. the neighbor, yeah, was charged for her mur- for her for his murder, the dad's murder. <gasps> Vendetta. But there what? was not enough evidence. Oh, good. So I mean, he might have been mad at Sister Virginia for being rude to him about Isabella. Well, see, I don't know how courts worked in the then. 1500s. <laughs> Uh, but now a lot of courts outside of the United States, it's like you're guilty until proven innocent. Mm. Well, I would assume that's what it is back in. But then they need evidence that he wasn't guilty. Oh, I don't know. He wasn't charged with it. I mean, he was charged with it, but then he wasn't kept or anything. Right. Because they didn't have any. They had nothing to hold him on. Nothing. Um. Ooh. Yeah. So, but it was a rumor. There was a rumor in the town that it was, that's what happened. That she said? That he, that her father was killed by him? No, people, like, there was just a rumor that he had killed. Oh, other people other thought people so, thought, too? Yeah, there's a rumor. <gasps> oh, drama. And then, in an us- unspecified period of time, in 1598, Osio returned to his home in Monza. When he returned, he's still living in the house next to the monastery. Oh, because he left for a minute, and then he came back. Well, it sounds like he was yeah, under suspicion tra- for right. a bit. So he was like, I'm get out of town, and yeah. then he came back. And then oh, Sister no. Virginia oh, no. finds herself attracted to Osio. Oh, no! What? <laughs> Bitch! She was trying to keep him for herself. And <gasps> she spies on him in the garden. Ew! <laughs> An exchange of letters begins. <gasps> oh, you think they threw notes over the wall? Delivered to the garden through a wire oh. lowered from the window, followed by some gifts. Oh. Osio had a blacksmith who made copies of the convent's keys. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. And routinely snuck into Mariana's also, room. Also, you know those keys were huge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, bitch. She wanted him for herself. You think? A hundred percent. She got that little girl kicked out. Wow. This dude must have been hot. Are there pictures? Oh, 1500s. <laughs> you Are know what's funny? I had the same <laughs> thought too. I was like, oh shit, I got to see what these people look like. Are there pictures? And then I was like, oh wait. <laughs> it was like way before cameras. Well, paintings. They have portraits. Dude must have been wealthy. He had a blacksmith. Yeah, there's probably... I mean, she wasn't pay- wealthy. She was prob- a nun. But she had an inheritance, but... Well, she was fighting for it, but vow of poverty. But she, but she also, like, was able to take some... She also, like... I couldn't figure it exactly out, but also her dad had money mm-hmm. from the military, so mm-hmm. she had money. Because Weird. it said, like, she was able to, like, she must have been pay people off, basically, because, like, you'll find out that... Uh, or not you'll find no out, spoilers. but... No spoilers. The, um... There, there are a couple other, like, nuns and priests that kind of, like, keep it on the DL. They know well, what's going on. And it she... was pretty... It's all... I mean, it's all still very corrupt. It's all been very corrupt Right, from but the how beginning. do you corrupt money? So, right. Right, yeah, right, she right. was able to pay them Yeah, off. no, I get it. Okay. Scandalous. Uh, yeah, so, so she was... So they had the complicity of, of other nuns and... What? F- they were in on it too? A friendly priest Well, I named... guess if someone's just opening your door and coming in. <laughs> the whole place, yeah. And the priest named Paolo Arigone, who was a friend of Osio's. 
The two saw each other all the time. Mariana alternated between gratifying her lust and then guilt-tripping over her sins. Yeah, that's the Catholic way. (laughs) That's how you do it. In 1602, Mariana gave birth to an illegitimate, <gasps> stillborn baby. Oh, no. She's, oh. She starts to think that Osio has pa- put... Osio has cast some sort of evil spell on oh. her, making her love no. him. She was advised... She went to oh, some no. people to figure out like how she could quench these sins of lust and things. She was advised to become a caprophagy. A fuck? A caprophagy. She was advised to be a caprophagy (laughs) of her lover, a remedy that was supposed to be very effective against lovesickness. Caprophagy is eating poop. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my god, the 1500s were the worst! What? So she was advised to eat his poop. No. Well, that would make you sick. So that you won't? Also, I found this article because somewhere no. it says something about a nun eating poop. So no. I <laughs> no! Oh, no! Of course, that's like <clears throat> two of your favorite things. Somehow. Not she... eating poop. <laughs> poop. In general. It's funny. Ew. Somehow, she managed to get a hold of his poop. Dried it out. I can't... I mean, okay, here... I'm sad that my brain went here, but I'm thinking... <laughs> They had like those porta pot the the, the pots. pots that you yeah and you, you dump it out the window it. yeah and she just took a little nug or two oh <laughs> it couldn't have been that hard but oh my god disgusting <laughs> oh okay no I don't want to go further listen so she got his poop she dried it out no so she could crush it up to make poop powder okay someone tells you this what are you thinking I'd rather just be in love right fuck it. Right? Or maybe, like, I'll cut it off cold turkey. I'll switch convents. I'll move somewhere else. You're a nun. I, like, won't talk to him ever again. You're a nun. You gotta punish yourself a little bit. Ugh. Not like that. But it's okay because with the dried poop bits. Who is advising her to do this? I don't. It wasn't clear. Why is this, like, a common practice that there's a word for it? Well, not to powder it, but just to eat. Eating poop is caprophagy. Why is that a thing? Well, someone had to name it. Because it's so common? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. What? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, let's move okay. through it. Move okay. through it. Okay, ready? So yeah. she made this broth. I can't. Okay. With liver and onions. No! And the poop bits. It's like one of the worst things you could eat. Poop soup. And she dr- had to drink this poop soup three times a day. Do they tell her about the liver and onions, too, or is she doing that I for fun? I think that was just flavor. That was her chefing it up? Yeah. I think it was just to make it tolerable. <laughs> A liver and literal shit. No, I can't. Okay. Wait, she dried it out like a spice. The poop, yeah. Oh. She crushed it. No. Probably put it in one of those no. mortar and pestles. No. No. Why do you always find these horrible stories? Okay. 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 Moving on. Okay, okay. that's all. That's all. Okay. So just know she had to drink it three times a day. Oh. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Despite all these attempts. <laughs> what, it didn't work? Relations assumed. Okay, well, if he found out that she was eating resumed, shit. not assumed. <laughs> if she found out he was e- she was eating shit. End it right then and there. He, well, he didn't know. 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of shocking that it did not work, right? It seemed foolproof. Yeah, well, I mean, this is... Um, so in autumn of 1603, Sister Virginia got pregnant for a second oh, time. Oh, no, Virgie, no. And she gave birth to a girl born yeah. August 8th, oh. 1604. The child was named Alma Francesca Margarita. Oh. She was adopted by Osio because oh. he lived out of the convent, oh. you know. And nice. cared for by nurses. Oh. <laughs> also adopt it's like it's your it's like, kid. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was wondering too. That's why I was like, is this a bad translation or is No, it, like... it probably had to be for show where he's like, Oh, I've always wanted a child. I'll well, adopt I think this but girl. during that time, like if you're not married to a woman, like mm-hmm. that's their kid, it's not your kid, so you would have to adopt it. Right. Don't you think? Well, no, it wouldn't be I mean, be what's their an adoption? Kid. You just write a sticky note and give it to someone? I think in like, I think in those days, you just take the kid. People are like, where'd like, that I kid come it. from? And you're like, it's I adopted it. It's mine. Oh. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, another absent father. Yes. Here we go. Uh, um, for a while, uh, Virgi- Sister Virginia would sneak over to Osio's house and well, see the baby. Well, that's not the worst situation, because the kid is, like, so close. Right. So she can, like, keep sometimes, an eye on her as she's growing. Sometimes Osio would bring... The baby to the monastery. Oh. During this period, the windows facing the... Oh, yeah. So the, like, priests and stuff were upset because they knew they were, like, there was something going on with them. So then they walled up the windows facing his <gasps> courtyards. That's couldn't awful. Pass notes. That's awful. Um, you know they weren't living on the up and up either. No. So on July 23rd, 1606, one of the nuns, Ka- Sister Catherine decided she was in on it she knew that the sister virginia was sneaking in some guy and all this Mm -hmm. stuff so she decides that she was gonna tell on sister virginia (gasps) bitch Mm. what sister virginia and her accomplices sister benedetta sister candida colombo and sister octavia and sister sylvia they go to Catherine and ask her to not speak sister candida candida colombo is it one word? Candida. Candida, like the bacteria or whatever it is. The is fungus. It, is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's like a fungus. I just copied That's that. unfortunate. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Is it a good fungus? If it overgrows, then you get all fucked up. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Wait, are those her allies? Those are Sister Virginia's allies. Okay. They go to Sister Catherine to tell her, don't speak out. And then um, Osio comes over to try and keep her quiet about it. Wait, they're like, don't say anything, we got your back. No, they were like... <gasps> oh, to the one who's going to tell. Yeah, they oh, were like, don't say anything. And she was like, I can't, I'm a good oh, Catholic, I've got to go on. tell. Go and tell a priest and he'll tell. forgive your sins. Yeah, and then, so then Osio decides that, I mean, she needs to be killed. Because <gasps> their secret needs to be kept. Whoa. So he brought a gun over there. Whoa. Okay, there has to be a better way. <laughs> and he shot Is that her like a first option? What? Three times in the head. <gasps> and this is like, oh, like first edition gun. Yeah, you're like reloading every time with the gunpowder and the like pokey pokey and the, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and then her body was stuffed in a chicken coop. Oh, that's just and rude. they dug a hole in the surrounding wall of the monastery to make it look like she had escaped. 
And got stuck in the chicken coop? No, no. Oh. They hid her in the chicken coop. Then they were like, oh, look, a hole. She must have run away. Like, she was trying to escape through the chicken coop, and she got stuck and just died. <laughs> she died oh, of exposure, no. getting stuck. Well, that's just sad. She was trying to do the right thing, and yep. then... I know, I told you, it's not the best story. Scoop. I just really wanted to tell you about how she had to eat poop. That is disgusting. You are sick for wanting to do it. That's so gross. Oh, <clears throat> that's just so, like, disrespectful. Okay. And then the day after, Osio takes her body out of the coop and buries wait, it. Wait, 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 back up, back up. They dug a hole and they're like, she escaped? Like, through the wall. She couldn't just walk out the front door and leave? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how well these nuns were kept under wraps. Clearly not well enough. Well, they had to dig a hole. And it was a plausible enough. Well, the one's like sleeping with the neighbor. I don't know. Do you think they were like in prison there? And that's why the guy had to make his own key? I don't know. What the hell is happening? 1500s, now 1600s. There's not that much nuns escaping so you kind of have an escape story but she oh, didn't get to escape well she had she was yeah that's yeah. wow wow i'm sorry how, <laughs> un, non, how untasteful i know that was really insensitive sorry um so okay it said that he buried her body in her snow house <laughs> And I don't know what that means at all, and I tried to figure it out, but I couldn't, so I just assumed he just buried her in some snow. Do you think that <laughs> he meant in his, like, like an ice box or something? Maybe. I'm trying like to think, a, like, like, a free, cold like room. Frio, Casa. I don't know. Casa de something. I don't know, but he took her head and threw it <gasps> in the well. Why would you take her head off? So she can't be identified? I think so. In the well, people drink out of that thing. This is just rude all around. (laughs) I cannot get behind this guy. Yeah. Then Sister Virginia threatens her nun friends that she'll do the same to them (gasps) if they speak out. Ooh. She really turned. In the autumn of 1606, however, rumors about activities at the convent became more frequent. The blacksmith who had counterfeited the keys and an apothecary who had supplied Mariana with abortion herbs oh. Oh, also Mariana. killed by Ocio. The blacksmith was killed? He's just like tying because up loose ends? Ma- yep. <gasps> what the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> what the fuck? Eventually, word reached the governor of Milan who ordered an investigation. On Carnival Day in 1607, Osio was arrested and imprisoned in Pavia. What a bummer. He writes a plea to the archbishop, declaring himself innocent of everything. Of course. And attaches a medical declaration which falsely states that the stay in prison could have aggravated the prisoner's illness, endangering his life. First of all, (laughs) everyone back then had an illness that was endangering their life. Everyone's got a touch of gangrene. They got something going on. It's not good. He had a doctor write a note being like, oh, I can't be in jail. I'm yeah, ill. It's, I'm too I'm sick. I'm too sick. It might de- endanger my life when I murdered people. <laughs> Fuck right off. Um, yeah, so he, he somehow... Oh, no, actually, I can't stay here. I have a doctor's note. Well, yeah, he had a doctor's note, but despite that, he escaped. 
And he first tried to hide. This is another escape story. How do we do this? That is so bizarre. So bizarre. He first tried to hide at night in a nearby church of St. Maurizio. Why would he go to a church? He's already in trouble with the church. (laughs) But not the other church. (laughs) Not the second neighborhood church. Yeah. Wow. You know how, um, like, team spirit churches get? You uh-huh. go to this church. This is your yeah. team church. Rally around. You're not going to another church. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> then from November on, from November 1st, he hides in a co- convent. <gasps> a different convent? No, in that, in their convent. He goes back to the convent and hides. What? And he stays in Sister Octavia's room and then in Sister Benedetta's room. Oh, the allies. Mm-hmm. And in, Dude gets around. In, he must have been some kind of good looking. He had to be hot. I wish there were pictures. I know. I know. <laughs> but wait, do you think it was like, you know, 1500s like hot, hot? Where we're like, like, oh, God. It's like, well, he had money and like a... But did he have money? Like, yeah, what he if he a... did kill I mean, that he woman's was able father to... to get her inheritance? I, don't, I also, think it was like a more of a revenge thing. Couldn't she have left the nunnery and gotten married? But, I mean, she's a nun. <laughs> there are ex nuns. Uh, I don't think back then. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there were, there was a better way to solve that problem. Okay, <laughs> I'm stuck on it, but okay. Yeah, but so he's staying in all these nuns' rooms. Staying in the in the nuns' rooms. Ew! What in, in their rooms? The, nun- <laughs> the nuns' rooms. <laughs> that is invasive. Um, and then in mid-November, he okay. sent his faithful servant. Oh, he still has some left. Giuseppe Pisano, out of state to Verona, or Bergamo, we're not sure which. Sure, yeah. So that he would not be taken and forced to confess. Oh, he must have liked him then. Yeah, he was like, I like you, things are shit's going down. I won't kill you. You should leave. You just need to get out of town. Um, The Cardinal, on November 25th, 1607, sends for... What? (laughs) <laughs> somehow okay the cardinal Uh-oh. uh sends says it says that he, he sends for force sister virginia by transporting her at night to milan oh does he like send people to force her to travel maybe and then bring her like to bring her to milan uh-huh. to the monastery so the cardinal forces maria maria forces virginia sister virginia yeah to go to Milan, to the monastery of Saint Ulderico Albocchetto. Um. Wow. Uh oh. Okay, so they go to get her to take her to this place. Okay, okay so he sends so forces. Se- he sends forces to oh. get her. Yeah, yeah, that okay. makes sense. The cardinal. We got this broken English thing. The cardinal sends forces to go get her to send her to Milan. To this monastery, and she managed to evade their surveillance, and he and she grabbed a sword, <gasps> and then she try she starts threatening her captor the people that are coming to capture her, yeah, and tries to evade escape. Go girl, and then um, then <laughs> more translation. Well, so then like during that time, the other nuns are are like in the monastery, and they're kind of like being questioned 
So these dudes like break into this monastery and try and grab her out. Mm -hmm. And she's like threatening them with knives and things. Yeah. Yeah. That is some serious drama for a convent. Think that happened all the time? I should have really read this. Oh, okay. Okay, this is lost in translation. Well, it's okay. I can help you figure okay, it out. Okay, all right. So then the next part says, <laughs> it okay. says, frightened by the interrogations of, of the nuns started in the monastery. Okay, yeah, so the yeah, nuns yeah. are being questioned. Yeah, in the monastery. Sister Benedetta, like before she gets questioned. Yes. And Osio is hiding there. <gasps> oh, yeah. She asks Osio to let her escape from the convent her and sister Octavia want to escape with him together before the quest because they know he's going to run away. Right. Was they Octavia the other room that he stayed in? Yeah. So they have like kind of a little thing going wink, maybe. Wink. Yep. Okay. And they're like, please let us come Probably. with you. Okay. Probably. Okay. The same. So that evening they come out of, I'm assuming the same hole that they dug to accuse the <gasps> sister of. Yeah. That was a good timing for that hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was real good timing to dig that extra hole. <laughs> Uh -huh. Yeah, so then they, the, the nuns and Osio set out for town, and then upon... Good thing they did not get trapped in that chicken coop. Good and thing. die of exposure. <laughs> Except that, upon reaching the bridge over Lambro, Osio decides, too many loose ends. Stop it! So he tries to kill Sister Octavia by throwing her into the river <gasps> and hitting dick! her, hitting her repeatedly with the... Ocubus. And I had to look that up. It's an old-timey gun. <laughs> oh. He hit her with his gun on the head. So we don't know if it's like a reloady. Loady. No, it is, but it's like a small... It's like the first kind of pistol type thing. Like, Whoa. it's a handheld uh -huh. pistol kind of gun. Yeah. All of our gun nut listeners are going to slaughter Who us. Who the fuck knows what? I have no idea <laughs> okay. what you're talking about. Picture okay. a pirate gun. Mm -hmm. You know those, like, old, like... With yes. the, like, flint no, that's stocks what I was and stuff. It was, was basically was like that. Okay, okay. Basically that. Okay, pirate gun, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also... <laughs> I don't know what a pistol is, apparently. I thought it was, like, a the long... Gun. I thought it was, like, the short long. Is it long? A short Like, the long? small long? No? It's, like, short... Just short? A, I would just call, like... I would just reference a handgun as a pistol. Okay. Like think, I always pictured it had, like, the longer gun. barrel. Think cop gun. I've never seen a cop gun. Well, just like the black, like... And my privilege is showing now. I've never seen a cop gun. Yeah. Okay. You know, a regular... I, but okay, I'm not I can see. Okay, I can gun see. literate. Yeah, I just call it... The little gun, I call it a pistol. Okay. Well, bottom line, this guy is a dick. This guy's a dick. Does uh, she die? At least I tried. Okay. So he bashed her so in the like head. So he, like, pistol whips her. her. And threw her... Well, he bashed her in the head, threw her oh. in the river. And then, um... And the other nun... You know, she's, like, with him. <laughs> wait, wait, just okay, wait. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. So she's like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Yeah. But anyway, she... she but anyway. <laughs> she transported... She was able to rescue herself and transported <gasps> herself to the monastery of St. Orslo, which I'm guessing... God, are these towns just, like, just crawling with monsters? What the hell? What the hell? Okay. But, well, good for her. But... Oh, no. She died from her injuries. Oh, honey. Oh. After having confessed to the <gasps> crimes that were committed. Strong. Strong woman. In the evening, the day after, Osio tried to kill... Uh, Wait, so those other nuns just like... Yeah, you know, cool. maybe I'm the one. Oh. Because like, uh -huh. I didn't think about that uh -huh. love thing, but if, you know... Uh-huh. You know. And he's like, I never loved her. Yeah, You're and the she was one. like, that's right. We need to get rid of her. And she's like, yes, then, I understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. So then... 
that day, the day after, mm-hmm. he tries to kill Sister Benedetta. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> By Come throwing on, her Benedetta. into the well. The well what that had the head. The well? <laughs> Who is drinking this water? Oh, no respect for the water. Or the women. <laughs> oh, God. This poor well. My priorities. Body part after body part with no regard to the well. This poor water. I can't take this much death. No. <laughs> Sorry, um, that so was bad. He, he tries to throw, throw her, her in a well. well. And she ends up breaking a couple ribs and a femur. Ooh. But she's rescued and <gasps> transported to the monastery. Ew, was it the one with the head? What? <laughs> yes. For real? Yes. She's down there with a head? <gasps> well, I don't know if she actually got to. I mean, yeah, I don't know how far she got. I don't know. Oh, that's traumatizing. Okay. I don't, she didn't see a head. Are you sure? But she saw the killing of the person that the head was, so. Mm. I mean. Potato, potato. She's I mean, seen that head she's somewhere. She's already had trauma. Um, and then she begins to confess at the monastery. Yeah, well, yeah, fuck that guy at this point, right? <laughs> and then after after that, they're like, we gotta look in this well. And they <gasps> found Catherine's head. Oh, no. And then they found the rest of her romaine. Romaine. Oh, no. <laughs> she became lettuce. Romaine leaves were spread, <laughs> dispersed about town. They found the rest of her remains in mm. the in the snow house. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> um, oh my god, I almost spit everywhere. You're just gonna like gloss over that. <laughs> like, it didn't seem interesting. I've already or mentioned important. the snow house. Once. Snow. We all know what it is at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's the place where you're, it's cold, I assume, and you store your bodies. It had to be cold. It had to be cold. I'm thinking it was like some kind of ice box maybe before maybe ice was invented. Cellar. Yeah, who knows. Maybe a cellar. So Osio jets it off to Venice to hide, and we all know how easy it is to hide in Venice. Mm-hmm. Remember how lost? Yes, those We've streets are gotten, mazes. Always it's getting very lost very easy to Venice. get lost there. Okay. Um, and during that time, his home in Monza was torn down. Wow. They were just like, no, fuck this fuck guy. Him. <laughs> He's like, just tore it completely down. This guy sucks. <laughs> what about his daughter? Oh, potato. Oh, do you ever bring her back? Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember? Let's okay. wait and find out. <laughs> Let's find out together. This is an adventure this for is, us both. <laughs> You're like, this is interesting. Oh, wow. he did? <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. <sighs> so on December twentieth, Osio wrote a second letter. The first one was about his doctor's note, I think. Okay. Um, that he couldn't be in jail. I mean, so much has happened since then. Right. But okay. Okay. So he writes another letter to yeah. the cardinal. Yeah. Uh, thanking him for the help given when he was prisoner in Pavia, saying that him and Sister Virginia are innocent, and that the fault of everything is the two beasts. Sister Octavia and Sister Benedetta, which he has punished on behalf (gasps) of God. No. (laughs) No. Do you think that was their plan all along? No, I think that was just a convenient thing. Wow. Also, like, why are you blowing your cover, man? You, like, made it to Venice, and now you're, like, writing people left and (laughs) right? Well, it's not like there was DNA. But it's, like, return address. Yeah. (laughs) 
sure it was a lot easier to just like write letters. Like, well, if it's postmarked Venice. I don't think there was postmarks. I think it was like one of those dealios where you drop it off on the front door and then run away. <laughs> so he went all the way back to wherever this town is. True. There must have been a post. Or he like hired a oh. horse. He hired he a horse, on a, a pigeon, boat. a pigeon, a pigeon, okay, a carrier pigeon. Okay. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. I've seen those in Italy. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've got lots. Oh, isn't the word for pigeon like pretty much like pigeon? Paloma, right? That's tough. That was like pigeon. Pigeoni. Because <laughs> remember, Aunt Carol saw it on the menu, and she's like, "Is this pigeon?" <laughs> like just like pigeon. The guy was like, "Yeah, yep, yeah." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, I'll try it." <laughs> so. On on February twenty fifth, mm-hmm. he was sentenced in absentia to the gallows and the confiscation Whoa. of property. Well, they destroyed his property. Yep. <laughs> wow, straight to the gallows. And then he was killed by an acquaintance. Little <gasps> details are known about that. There's some conspiracy, but because he was a dick. You know. And then Sister Virginia's trial began on November twenty seventh, sixteen o seven. She didn't run away. She defended herself, arguing that diabolical forces had exerted an irresistible force. Yeah, she did everything force. that she could to get over Look, him. Look, she ate the poop! What else is she supposed to <laughs> she do? She did what they said. It did not work. God damn it. Yeah, she did it before all the murder, so... Yeah, she tried. She's only doing what she's I mean, listen, she's tried a lot harder than I would have. <laughs> I would not have done that. I think she did everything that she could, <clears throat> apparently, in her power. Ugh. From February 19th to March 27th, 1608, the interrogations of the priest Paolo Arigone and Sister Candita Colombo take place. They were, and this is unconfirmed, but it yeah. said that they were both tortured until they confirmed the accusations made about the priest. Oh, I believe it. 1600s? Yeah. Ew, we went to the torture museum. Oh, yeah. I Ugh. think I... I'm pretty sure I got inhabited by a, a ghost there. Ew, you probably did. It was very traumatizing. I really, like, I felt something go through me, <gasps> and then and then my whole attitude Ew. changed, and I had, that's when I had to get home Ew. to the, the villa. Ugh, yeah. No, that that place was, like, super traumatizing, actually. It was pretty, not, yeah, pretty gnarly. It was. <laughs> it was not fun at all. It was interesting, but then a ghost no. came inside me. I mean... Ew! <laughs> Ew! Possibly, but I felt dirty. Oh, yeah, I felt very uncomfortable. Would not recommend. Um, and, well, so on October 18th, Sister Virginia was sentenced mm-hmm. to being bricked up, bricked up in a small cell measuring four feet by nine feet. No! With, I'm assuming, some kind of slot that they could give her food and water because she lived, like, she was living in a bricked up... You sure? Um, well, they it says... They didn't break her up to starve to death? No. Um, also, it was a punishment she was grateful for. What? Because oh, she felt she was like a she was tortured to death. Yeah. Oh. Um, and she stayed there for fourteen years, so I'm Holy pretty sure she shit. didn't die of starvation. Like without sun or yeah, just in a bricked up. She's probably eating like moldy by, bread. Four by eight, four by nine room. So you can basically lay down. Oh God! But there were no amenities. No, of course, no bed or anything. It was just a four by. (gasps) Ew! Yeah, no, she did nothing. Like a hole in the ground. A hole to go. Oh, didn't say. She just got to do her duty there. (gasps) For fourteen years? (laughs) Yeah, you know I didn't think about that. No, there must have been some kind of like slot system. A poo slot? Yeah. Poo flu. There had to be like a lower slot and then a food 
higher. There had to be. Maybe, because 14 years of excrement is a lot. That's a lot. Also, you would die. There must have they had to there had to be something left out. Something. She was just, just bricked, th- bricked in. in. <laughs> I just felt like this was such a Maybe it was like that they, you know, it was like, like there was no ass. windows, there's no door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she couldn't physically get out. There's mm-hmm. no hole big enough for her to get out of. Yeah. She okay. was bricked in. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, she was there for 14 years until she was deemed reformed and released to spend her remaining days in the convent. So what was her charge? Uh, murder. Did she murder? No, but I mean, I don't know what her exact charge was. Uh-huh. I would say like... Like accomplice to murder, maybe? Being not a good nun? Failing, failing being a nun. Failing to nun. Yeah, failing to nun properly. <laughs> that's a 14-year freaking <laughs> sentence, that's for sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then... Um, so at this point, she's probably like 26. Yeah, old maid, mm-hmm. like on her No, she's bed. like yeah, ancient, ancient decrepit. elderly woman. <laughs> no one wants her now, for sure. And Paolo Arigioni, the priest, yeah. was sentenced to three years of triremes. <laughs> A trireme <laughs> is an ancient oar-driven warship powered by 170 oarsmen. It was a long and slender ship. What are you saying? What? What was It was sentence? a ship. He was sentenced to oar on a ship? He was sentenced to be an oarsman <gasps> on this warship for three years. And basically it was like three rows of oars. Yeah. 170 oarsmen yeah. on a ship. Oh my and they were, hey, God. Hey, you know. Like all row, the Monty Python movie. Row. Yeah. And wow. Then, um, Wait, for what though? What was his crime? For being complicit, for letting it happen. Didn't he break up the windows? He did what he could do. No, no, not him. He, oh. I mean, I'm sure the rest of the congregation bricked her up. He no, was being no, tried. No, 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 at the convent. Oh. He bricked up the windows. <laughs> well, I don't know if he, uh, he didn't. The other people there oh, did, because he was okay. the one complicit. Okay, okay. I thought he got mad, but okay. So, yeah, that's a reasonable sentence. Three years of rowing. Of rowing, yeah. Oh, that sounds like torture, too. It was crazy. So, these, these huge ships. So, he's so basically they, going to war. Yeah. For three years. But the, so these ships didn't have cannons. They were basically battering rams. So they would just what row, row really hard and then try and plow into other boats. Oh my God. It's like, who's got the stronger oarsmen? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? Let's go back to those days. So that sounds a lot more uh, <laughs> hu- humanitarian. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh. It's not humanitarian. <laughs> Wow, um, warfare. Yeah, yeah, and then he was a, he returned after three years, and he but he had he was he had to stay at least fifteen miles away from Monza for the rest of yeah, his life. Yeah, they're like get the fuck out of this town. And then um, I hear Toby jingling. On July twenty seventh, at the conclusion of the trial, the sentence was issued against the other nuns, Benedetta, Candita, and Sylvia, uh-huh. um, sentenced to also being walled. For life in the co- convent of Saint Margarita. Oh wait, so Virginia never got out. She just died after fourteen no, she, years. No, she got out. She was released for so, like she left. She like let her last few years. She was just in the convent. Do you think that was like a life sentence? Probably. And the other it was probably also, like it was probably uh, like okay, you're old and like I mean so you're like twenty six. You're up. old. Yeah, you're you not gonna make it much longer. Yeah. <laughs> they should not have been walled up too. 
Well, they were there when she got murdered, when the other nun got murdered. Oh. So they were both walled up. <laughs> Why is this a common... Why is this the punishment? Um, and then, so it, well, it was thought that, like, when the when Sister Virginia was released, the other nuns were released, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you well, said. Well, they didn't deserve that long of a sentence. They didn't deserve <laughs> a sentence not, at like, all. There's not really any records on that. Well, they didn't but... keep up on whether or not they let them out of the wall, unless they de-bricked them. Of course, there wouldn't be any... Any stories about nuns getting out? Uh, and that's all I know about Sister Virginia. <laughs> wow, that was a that was oh, what a the story. Fuck? Oh. Also, what the fuck walled in? I mean, she like. I was gonna say didn't do anything wrong. I mean, eating shit is doing something wrong. I think that's. I mean, that's my opinion. I'm not trying to like you know. If that's it's... your thing, like whatever. But it's kind of gross. Um. <laughs> It's a little gross. It's kind of gross. Oh. <laughs> uh, that stuff comes out for a reason, but I won't um, get into it. That's like the so I don't all think your sins coming out in concentration. That's exactly right, and you're just gonna eat them right back, and it's like you did nothing. Just ate his sins. You're just going backwards in time. <sighs> the dude, the dude. Osio. Osio was an ass. Mm-hmm. Toss salad. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was all his. What's good Narcissist. for me? Narcissism. He was probably mm-hmm. a narcissist. Although he did adopt his own daughter, which but is very let, gracious. But nurses raised her. Well, what, but I guess he's like that's during the, her? Yeah, I guess during that What's time. What's he know about being raise, a yeah. parent? Yeah, they that's weren't true. Parents. That's her true. own father was like out of the picture her whole life. That's true. So why would he be part of it? And he was busy. He had keys to make he had and nuns, nuns to, to sleep with and murder. Mm. And those other women, like they didn't do anything wrong. Why are they being bricked up? <laughs> the whole system is a toss salad. The <laughs> hell? Yeah, it is the 1600s of... Although, you know, they were probably a lot better prepared to be bricked up for 14 years because they didn't have any, like... Entertainment. Yeah, they didn't... They weren't... They're like, we'll just, I'll just entertain me myself with my mind. Unless they were, like, reading... Well, they got their Bible. Do you think... I'm no. sure. I'm sure that's all they got, they got is their books? Bible. Were there other books? You said the one liked to read all the time. She did like to read, but do you It's probably all, like, religious stuff, though, right? Poetry. Uh, I don't, I mean, um, I'm not sure what the book selections were. Like <laughs> I need day. to know. I would assume you would just read whatever you could get your Romance hands on. Novels. Because books aren't super, you know. Yeah. I mean, books, well, I would assume books would be expensive. Okay, hopefully they had, like, a potty slot, a food slot, and a book slot. So you're saying... If in this little bricked up room yeah. there was a poo slot, yeah. a food slot, yeah. you'd be okay. And a book slot. A book slot. I would like the book slot. I mean, it wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't be great, but I do need sunlight though. Mm-hmm. I like that the outdoors. Horrible. <laughs> I'd be yeah. No, I would go crazy. Yeah. I'd go out of my mind. I would Ugh, go out of my and mind. Like, in an Italian. Okay, oh. for all the people having trouble staying at home. These women were bricked up, bricked up for in a tiny room, years. four by nine, and they fucking did it, and they rocked it. And you know what? Sister Virginia thanked them. She for bricking them. them up. It was a great experience because for her all she was like, you know, I am enlightened. Mm-hmm. I know that I was a bad girl, and I got my punishment. Well, it was probably the only way to break that spell, too. Yeah, I mean, 14 years <laughs> is a long time a long to time. still be pining for someone. Oh, did the guy, 
Did he get killed? Oh, by his friend. Yeah. Well, an acquaintance, yeah. Well, for being a douche. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah. Sorry that my research wasn't any better. Um, No, that was good for such an old story. (laughs) That was fascinating. Okay, so if you're feeling kind of yucky after those stories, a great thing to do would be to wash off with some wonderful soap. Do you feel dirty? No. <laughs> like a nun that Do can't... Do you feel like a naughty nun who's sneaking about? Oh, God. Having babies with the... Oh, the one died. <laughs> Are you a dirty nun that needs to wash her hands? Why not try soap from Humblebee Herbal? Okay, this is a it's all one. natural virgin soap. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. Virgin soap. So like never been used soap? Right. Why would you buy used soap? You wouldn't. No, so you, you wouldn't. And they never sell used okay. soap. Well, these are good soaps. They always sell good Despite unused, what you're saying, yeah, these good, are actually good products. Soap. And more. There's more stuff than, more than soap. Humblebee Herbal. Humblebee Herbal. Do Check it. it out. And now for the portion that we like to call Crime and Sakes, where we tell you silly stories about crime that make you forget the terrible things we just told you. Welcome to Crime and Sakes. I was Time just trying my old timey radio show. Voice. A palate cleanser. That was good. Okay, so this is a story brought to you by Omaha. Oh. World Herald. This is one of the stories that I came upon <laughs> when I was doing my news reading, and I thought, like, what the fuck? So, the title is Man Who Sought Trial by Combat Not Crazy. Oh. Then the subtitle is Okay. He asks for psych eval for his ex-wife and her lawyer seeks $255,000 in emotional damages. Oh. Harlan, Iowa... A Kansas man who sought legal permission in Iowa to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife is not insane, but merely angry about their child custody agreement, according to a psychologist, a psychological evaluation. David Ostrom of Paola, Kansas, Paola, Kansas, asked in a January 3rd court filing to be allowed to fight his former wife, Bridget Ostrom, of of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, so that he can rend their souls, which I don't know what that means, and that's a quote, (laughs) from their bodies. The Orstroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation matters and and property tax payments. An Iowa judge responded by temporarily suspending David Ostrom's child visitations, which, yeah, and ordering the evaluation. It found that he has quote, adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features. Uh Ostrom told the Des Moines Register, it essentially says I'm not crazy, he said. I just don't like being denied access to my children. Oh, yeah. Ostrom has asked (laughs) the court to order psychological evaluations of his ex-wife and her attorney, according to a motion he filed last week. Ostrom, who is representing himself in court, Always a good idea. That's the best idea. Also filed a motion asking for parenting time with his children and requested that he be reimbursed $4,765 in legal fees and $2,200 for the psychological evaluation, which, oh whoa, that's an expensive psychologist. Uh, 
The motion also seeks $255,000 in emotional damages. Neither Bridget Ostrom nor her attorney responded to the register's request for a comment. David Ostrom had previously told the register that he filed his trial by combat, that's also in quotes, (laughs) motion to get media attention for his case. Okay. Can I please sword fight my ex-wife and her attorney? Thank you. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm just going to file that in and hope it comes true. So that's just a little taste of what the Omaha World oh, wow. Herald has what, to offer. Sword fighting in Kansas. Nebraska? Well, this one was in Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Yeah. I don't... That... This actually came from the, the Des Moines Register. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that was mine. That was fun. That's a fun little... Right? Like... You know, why why are we gonna go to court? Why don't we just sword fight? Let's fight it out. Old fashioned duel to the style. Death. Well he didn't specify, but I mean I'm guessing, yeah. It's a sword, I would assume. Yeah. To the mostly in to the severely injured. Till somehow there's a winner declared. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Well. Um my story. So should you find yourself having relationship troubles, police would probably ask you do not do what this Wisconsin man did Wednesday, whatever year I found this article from. <laughs> Accor- according to the Columbia County Sheriff's Office, 45-year-old Daryl Mole called and texted his wife Wednesday claiming he had been hit over the head and tied up as he locked up at the end of a work shift. He said the kidnappers forced him to contact her under threat of death Uh-oh. several demands were made via text to the wife the sheriff's office says on facebook do you think that's common texting demand technology okay tech savvy uh kidnappers she called the police who found the man at his workplace zip tied to a chair calling for help okay what they say they didn't find Uh-oh. any evidence his story was true Rather than accuse him of making up the story and tying himself to the chair in a bid to get sympathy from his wife, yeah. because they, so okay, okay, oh, <laughs> I don't know why that sentence is like that. Okay, but basically, so well, that was polite of them. Rather than accuse him, yeah, okay. Rather than accuse him of making up the story and tying himself to the chair to get a bit of sympathy from his wife, because they had been having problems. Authorities say he was hoping she would show up to his workplace herself and find him there in Why distress. Why would she come? Oh, there are kidnappers there? Like, Let me help, drive right over. Help. And then oh, she, he thought that like she was going to show up and see that he was there yeah. and not send the cops out. Well, no. Why would she call the cops? It was probably in the demands. Don't call he the cops. He thought it would be like kind of romantic. Oh, she yeah. could go save Damsel him. Damsel in distress. That's the oldest trick in the book. So, you know. Did not work, I'm guessing? Didn't work, because yeah. the cops busted in, and he was And he's like, oh, can you not... actually leave and call my wife? Mm, what if Tell he was, like, wearing, like, a, he was just, like, naked one. or something? Oh, whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guys. Sorry. Uh, wrong room. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah it, so he admitted to staging the whole thing. Yeah, obviously. And he was arrested on charges of obstructing an officer and unlawful use of a telephone, which I didn't know was a thing. 
Yeah, what is an unlawful <laughs> use of a telephone? I, mean, I think calling 911 for... Um, oh, yeah. That could or be like for a call, false or report. No. I get, well, I could, but that's her. She made the false report, but it wasn't because she thought... Right, Ooh. right, right. Maybe it was that she that he called her saying that there was some Could have been of his threat. texting? His, there was a threat. And then, the texting know. of the demands? This is how good my research is. Listen, I bet it was the texting of the demands. Mm. And you could just, like, tack that on for other, like other charges you know if you do have a kidnapper and you could be like oh you called for demands that's improper use of a phone mm. maybe that was it maybe who okay. knows who knows i don't legal terms legal. you know legalese oh. anyway wow well damn his plan was foiled his plan was foiled same with the sword guy mm. so sad did not rekindle that romance <gasps> also well. why would it <laughs> What an idiot. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe she, he's no. got a real victim complex and she's got a real hero complex and he's like, Ooh, it'll be fun. Like she'll bust in and save me. Maybe she was like an Amazon woman and was like, like eight feet tall. And okay. Real buff. See, you just have to stretch this way too far <laughs> for it to not make sense still. So I don't, <laughs> All right, fair enough. I just don't. Okay. Well, I hope that that helped end things on a better note. Yeah. I hope so. That was... This was more of a light heart. I mean, I don't want... Oh, I shouldn't have. Nope, you did There's it. There's still a lot of murder happening mm. in this one. There was a lot of murder. Was not lighthearted at all. No. Less kids squishing. That's good. Less kids dying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, it's not... It's I mean, it's not it's good. Not great, it's not great. But, you I mean, know. nothing we talk about is going to be great, but... <laughs> I never know how to how to sum this up okay well uh check out our sponsor Humble herbal and uh if you have any questions or want to shout out or anything i don't know or any ideas any stories you want or if you told. know what a scooty is if you know how much five uh fifty thousand scooty from lot. 1500s equals in today's money um or uh in today's wheat Wheat, barrels, a, sheep, a scooty barrel. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, you can email us at C-R-I-M-E-N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Crime yes, Podcast. Crime Podcast. Check out. Uh, check it out. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't check it out. You can't check anything out. Just check us out by listening. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a shot. Tuesdays. We not, will put new ones on. Pun not intended. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. okay, thank you for listening. That's we, a terrible note to end on. Uh, okay, bye. See you next week. Okay, yeah, bye.